Welcome to the Infinity Bros Podcast, the only podcast that is perfectly balanced as all things should be. I am your host, Max Mosier, here on the WandaVision series finale, according to the episode title, here to review the entire season of WandaVision and specifically episode 9, the series finale. I'm here with three other Infinity Bros here today. Very excited to get to that. We have Infinity Bro Isaac. Isaac, welcome back. Thank you very much. I'm very excited to talk uh, some WandaVision with you guys. I'm uh, rubbing my hands together for those of you who can't see me, which is everybody except for you guys. Yeah, you know they can't hear you yeah. either. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. here we go. Yeah, that was awkward. Well, it's it's awkward that he's back. It's been a while, but Infinity Bro Jarrett. Jarrett, how you doing? I'm doing great. Um, so at first, I think people thought that you recast Zane as me, but no, I am the long lost Infinity Bro who hasn't been on an episode in uh, way too long. If Zane has more recent episodes in the past ten than I do, um, I know I need to get my stuff into gear. That's yeah, that's rough. We are currently taking applications for Infinity Bros. <laughs> there you go. That's the point we've reached with Zane. <laughs> Yeah. I think to get Zane back on, all we got to do is say AJ Mansoor from the uh, K-Fan Power Trip Morning Show, who came on a couple episodes ago, is coming back. I think Zane would make time in his schedule for us. I think it was absolutely adorable how much he fangirled for AJ in yeah, that it was, episode. It was cute. It was cute. It warmed my heart. He was grinning ear to ear. And speaking of fangirls, our residential fangirl of the Infinity Bros podcast of WandaVision, Infinity Bro Mark. Mark, how you doing? I'm doing great. Glad to be back. Nine weeks. Nine weeks in. The I, I've t- I've torn down my theory conspiracy theory board because it was just a regular sitcom all along. This is Mark every week tears down his board and then makes a brand new one every single week. Makes a brand new one. I like to think that Mark does the bit from Footloose where he just goes into the woods with a cigarette in his mouth. <laughs> And just dances violently. And I think this week was the week that he really got violent and fell down the hill. Like in Hot He's Rod. Like throwing old beer bottles at stuff and smashing things. and Got to take out all of his angst. It's funny because I was, I was at the farm this weekend or Friday nights and this morning as we're recording this. So all those things are possible. <laughs> This was a wild ride for us, Mark, because you were basically on every episode. I was on every episode, and we walked through this week to week, and I I can't think of something programmatically that has captivated this show, obviously, but also the general culture since basically Tiger King is kind of how I look at it, but we didn't get Tiger King episode by episode. I'm I'm super excited. I want to jump. I don't want to jump the gun. I want to get to the things we need to address real quick, and then we'll hear your thoughts. But, Mark, I have been eagerly waiting and avoiding you these last 48 hours on the subject of WandaVision because I've been looking forward to hearing what you have to say. And for the Infinity Bros universe, that's really tough for Max because, you know, Max is kind of in love with me. (laughs) That's accurate. And that is the cutting floor. All right, let's plug (laughs) the things we need to plug now. (laughs) Thank goodness for this transition. (laughs) As we said at the top of the show, you can check us out on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. We are The Infinity Bros. You can check us out on TheInfinityBros.com. Our Discord channel has been popping 
Apparently, a lot of people are joining. You should join, too. Check our show notes. There's a link to our Discord. We'd love to keep the conversation going after this. Is there something you agree on? Is there something you disagree on? Do you have a meme you want to share that is not related to the WandaVision series at all? We want to hear and see those things. So follow us on Discord. And you can check us out on Twitch. Uh, Everybody here is really active on Twitch, except for Zane. That's not a surprise to you, though. And uh, so make sure you check those things out. We're going to spoil this whole series and this last episode. So if you haven't seen episode nine of WandaVision, this is your spoiler warning. This is... Prepare yourself. An Infinity Bros. Prepare yourself. Spoiler. (laughs) Warning. Additionally, we're going to rank things. Might rank episodes, characters, story arcs, decisions, etc., etc. So we want to make sure that you're familiar with our rating system. I'm going to go ahead and put that bumper right here. Here on the Infinity Bros podcast, everything is ranked from a 0 to 6 point scale. 0 meaning horrible, and 6 meaning absolutely excellent. If all of the Infinity Bros rank something a 6, it gets an infinity step. Quick side note, we've been messing up on one thing that I want to make sure we address. Um, In regards to the character that plays Monica Rambeau, I have been saying Tiana Paris. Her real name is Tiona Paris. So I want to just make that correction here, and I know she's not listening, but I want to apologize to her because she's she's been great this season. So let's make sure we pronounce right. Tiona Paris. And if you've been mispronouncing that, shame on you. Not really, but it is what it is. Um, uh, Mark, I want to start with you because you've been on this ride with, if, if we have listeners who have been here, done that for a while, they've heard you every week. Uh, quick, quick thoughts. We're obviously going to dive into everything, so don't. I know you're going to want to go down some rabbit holes, but we're going to have to keep yep. you just in a couple things. You can't can you give us a brief? Yes. Can you once again remind our listeners, what was your thoughts going into the episode? What were your thoughts of the episode? And then what are your thoughts after watching the episode? So please provide three different rankings, or if they're all the same, that's fine. But just please rank each of those. Go ahead. Um, well, I'm just going to go sixes across the board just to keep it easy for the folks at home. Um, I think these last eight weeks, we have, not just myself, but as a fandom watching this, have overhyped this whole series, and I think made grandiose, or grandiose, or however you want to say that, um, expectations and predictions for this final episode, and it might have been a little underwhelming in this, you know, season finale, and I know I, I've seen some people say, like, they're disappointed with, you know, not getting the big, any, you know, major cameos or whatever. But at the end of the day, I think it told, this episode told a great story. And left good enough cliffhangers and, you know, hey, you didn't really explain these parts in the episode. So, I'd say for me, it, I mean, it paid off. It might have not paid off to what we all predicted and wanted, but... I think we might have expected too much, and then our expectations got too high. Okay. So you're speaking more to the general public's reaction to this. Oh, and my own. I was I was, I was, was like, you better give me this final episode. You better give me Reed Richards, Doctor Doom, um, all of the X-Men, of course. Magneto better show up as a time traveler. Um, Mephisto and, and Nightmare better show up as well. Uh, Dormammu better be pulling the strings, and then Doctor Strange shows up. Yeah, you know, those are things we all expected, you know. And we didn't get any of that. We got a scroll. So, you know, whatever. 
Infinity Bro Robbie actually also wanted to add his two cents since he wasn't able to make it today and share his notes. He said, WandaVision is a tale of a perfect beginning and middle of a movie. In my opinion, a forgetful Marvel movie finish. It sets up a future for Wanda and Vision, and for that I'm grateful. But the payoff for this season just wasn't there in the finale. I give WandaVision a a 4.9 out of 6. I wanted so much more, but it seems that Marvel decided to push for a long series rather than an incredible finish to season one. So that's what Infinity Bro Robbie thought. Infinity Bro Zane didn't send his thoughts in, so we'll try to grab his down the line. Jarrett, uh, this is. Have you been on at all for any WandaVision talk, Jarrett? I have not, and it's been killing me. Yeah, I know. We, we've talked offline about it or in our Discord channel. Can you, same three questions for you, can you tell us what your rating was going into episode nine, so one through eight, what episode nine, excuse me, individually was as a rating, and then what your rating of of the series overall after nine episodes, now that you have the full story um, in your mind, tell us those ratings. Yeah, so rolling into this, um, the season was fantastic, and it, it, it took so many twists and turns in such an exciting way, which I think is why uh, we as fans built up so many th- fan theories is because we never knew what to expect week to week. And it got bizarre and weird in the coolest possible ways. And I was here for it. That whole ride was like 100% what I enjoy for, out of TV. So going into this six out of six, right? Absolutely fantastic. Love it. The actual finale itself it felt a bit rushed. It felt like they were trying to put pieces together. Um, there was a lot that was left on the cutting room floor that was left unexplained, right? There's a whole bit with Agnes where she locked her in with the runes and she said, no, you live here now. I'm going to give you the role that you chose. Cast her magic. Suddenly, you know, she was uh, Catherine Hahn doing her thing, right? She was the, the quirky neighbor and we loved it. And, and that was her sentence for the crimes that she committed. And then shortly after that, she takes down the walls and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, man, you never explain what happens now. Like, is she still in there? What's going on? Um, some of it felt really rushed. And so overall, the finale, I gave it a five and a half out of six. It was fantastic. Still some of the best television on air, but uh, left some things that I, I wish they would have explained a little bit more or done a little bit differently. Um, coming out of it, still a six out of six series. Still fantastic. Still love it. I think it portrayed such a great picture of grief and what grief looks like in a powerful way that um, this will be one that I come back to time and time again. Okay. Isaac, you and I actually did talk, which kind of breaks our typical rule on how we podcast, but we didn't know you were going to be on today, so that's why. So I know your thoughts. Will you just tell the audience from your perspective the answer to those three questions, your rating and thoughts of this show going into episode nine, episode nine itself, and the series as a whole? Okay, so here we go. Um, Going into episode nine, I mean, we had so many wild theories. Like, I've been on a few of the last episodes, and I've been... I I personally stopped theorizing about three episodes ago because it was getting so wild that I was just like, okay, I cannot predict anything that's happening in the show anymore. I need to just stop and enjoy the ride. And I have. I do... However, enjoy your your uh, conspiracy theories, Mark. I've I've been really really enjoying them every week. So uh, keep that up with uh, uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier when we start breaking that down. Going into episode nine, 
I was giving it a six out of six. I was really, I think I had hyped it up in my mind a lot and we were going to get some type of big reveal, okay, that was going to lead into Doctor Strange 2. I thought episode nine was great, but what I explained to Max earlier was that, so through all of this episode or through all of this season, WandaVision has built up this balloon. We've, we've blown the air into this balloon, all right? And what I was expecting was somebody to pop the balloon and this big bang to happen in this episode, right? But what happened more so was they kind of just like let the air out of the balloon. Like the air still got out of the balloon. They conveyed everything they wanted to. It just wasn't in a big way like I was expecting to happen. So I really still enjoyed the episode. Still, like you were saying, Jared, really well-made TV. Um, Really some of the best out there. But they just kind of left some stuff on the table that I felt like they could have done differently. Um, Number one, I mean, we'll, we'll, we'll go into the specifics a little bit later. I would give this last episode a five out of six. And my overall um, show rating would be a 5.5 out of 6. Really amazing, really well made. I just think, man, there could, and I think I will go back to this, and I think I could eventually give it a 6 out of 6. I'm still, my mind is still riding the hype that we've been going at every week, and it just, it was a little bit of a letdown. I I don't want to say it was a disappointment, because it was still a solid episode, but it was just not what I was expecting, and I was a little, I was a little let down by that. So five out of five for the whole, or five point five out of six for the whole entire series. Uh, all right, uh, we're gonna dig deep. As Isaac said, we're gonna dig deeper into this. So I I'll try to keep. Let's go. <laughs> so I'm really I will excited to see what try to keep saying. my thoughts very, very minimal compared to this. Uh, last week on the episode, I thought last week's episode was the best of the series. I still stand by that. I think it's the best episode of the whole series was episode eight. Given the stakes that it that it emotionally showed for Wanda, I heard a lot of criticism for it. I didn't understand it um, from like people saying, you know, it was a little slow pace and things. I did not agree with that. I thought last week's episode was fantastic. Six out of six. I thought the season up to that point... I got to watch episodes one through eight this week, like in order, just to kind of see how it felt. I loved it. it. It totally enhanced my experience to watch it in that way. I am floored at how disappointed I am with episode nine. I can't give it above a three out of six right now. I think down the line I'll be able to get to a four or a five maybe, but right now I'm I'm floored at at, at I'm in the middle of literally a dead set in the middle. I can't call it bad, but I certainly can't call it great. Uh, and we'll talk about these things. We're gonna we go into detail on this on this show and a lot of stuff. Uh, like we're gonna talk about um, Quicksilver. We're gonna talk about um, the use of these secondary characters. As Jared alluded to, I thought there were a lot of things that were rushed that they had plenty of time to do. And the feedback I've had for this whole series up to this point that again I echo. You had so much time to do if you wanted, and you chose to shorten every episode. I think it really hurt this episode. I think anything involving an actor and their acting and their decision-making and their acting in front of the camera was not the problem. I look at it all as writing and decision-making. I think they needed a 10th episode. I'll go that far. I think they needed a 10th episode to do everything they wanted to accomplish here. 
and I'm I'm significantly bummed. I am not in the camp that my conspiracy theories not being there aren't the reason. I've thoroughly enjoyed it. Mark, we've talked about it. Every week, I love coming on and hearing what you think. And that didn't bother me. But I'll talk about the specific choices that bothered me and why they bothered me later. So again, to review, I, I was giving this a 6 out of 6 coming into it. I give this episode a 3 out of 6. Today, I'm sitting as a series at a 4 out of 6. I could see myself bumping it to a 5 or a 6 out of 6. I loved the ride leading up to it. I think it's great. That's the success here for the MCU. My hope is that Feige and his team will go back, learn from this, because this is their first time doing television, if you don't count Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., but I guess Kevin Feige's not counting Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. after watching this episode, um, and that is a shot at Kevin Feige there, um, and I just, I, I have a lot of questions for Marvel, and like I told Isaac, I think this might be the first sign of Marvel having problems of in MCU. I, I think that I have some I have that big of issues with some of the choices. However, I'll end with a, this positive note. The character of Wanda Maximoff as a character leading up to her conversation with Monica Rambeau in the court was a six out of six, tremendously done. From that point on it was crap. Everything with vision was great. I thought white vision was great. I thought regular vision was great. Um so let's dive into it. Uh Mark, you've led the conversation this whole time where would you like to start in your terms of discussion? I, I don't know, man. <laughs> I Okay, before we start anything, Mark, I, I would like to say I'm pleasantly surprised by your by your little snippet that you gave. It's, it's actually more positive than I was expecting, so I'm really excited to see what you have to say about this season and this episode. When I initially watched it, and I'm sure this is how Max feels, like I was super underwhelmed for it, and... And then when I had time to think about it, it's like, well, I only feel that way because I had made expectations for myself what they should do versus not just letting or not letting myself just enjoy the show. When I watched it the second time, I loved it. So it's like, I had the opposite reaction, Mark. I watched it the first time and thought and the things I liked still showed up the second time around. Sure. Specifically with Wanda up to that t- conversation with with Monica and vision. I really, really liked that stuff. And, and there's actually a lot of positives. It's just, I think Mark, it, it's we could, I think the first thing I want to talk about is the fan theory perspective. What I hear a lot of podcasts and a lot of conglomerates and a lot of personalities saying, and you kind of even said this, Mark, I don't, I don't think you meant it this way, but I think the bigger ones are trying to say, so they're, they're saying on something on the lines of, Oh, because your fan theory didn't work out you should not be critical of this series. I firmly disagree with that for a few reasons. One, don't give me Easter eggs every minute of every episode and lead me down a hundred paths that lead to nothing only to give me the thing that was obvious. In a show like this, I didn't want a hundred questions with no answers. You can go 50-50 on it, but the... Uh, for lack of a better way of saying it, the ratio of answers to questions left after this was significantly lower than I think it should have been. Do I think Quicksilver needed to be from the multiverse? No. But do I think he needed to have his name mentioned every episode, have this huge show up in episode four or five, I believe, and then just at the end of it, it's a boner joke? No, that was not okay either. 
And I don't know how anybody watching this show can. I have, I have no idea how anybody can defend it. I know you gave it a six out of six, Mark. Buckle but I would love up, to hear your defense Max, of Mephisto. I'm, oh, Mephisto. I'm sorry, not no, Mephisto. No, no. Quicksilver. Quicksilver. Okay, so my first thing, I first thing I well, we'll go to this because I actually had one thing I want to talk about that's kind of funny. But um, yeah, with Quicksilver and you know his name being Ralph Boner, and you know the definition of Boner, <laughs> um, the real definition of it is a stupid mistake. So there you go. <laughs> But um, one thing we one thing mm, ironic yes so it's either that's just being meta and that's their whole joke is as a writing team be like hey we're gonna send them down all these paths because we know where they're gonna hype it up and that's the trolling of trolls so like I respect you know two claps and Ric Flair and but with fake Pietro or whatever we never got revealed who the person in witness protection was agreed. So but right now, on. as I'm of not today, done yet, I know, but but I, I, there there there's an important thing to say to that, and a lot of people are saying that that does not mean that today I have to be satisfied with the answer because right sure. now I'm grading or rating air quotes WandaVision up to this point. I don't have the future MCU movies and storytelling at my disposal. I can only rate where I'm at now, and that is not a sufficient answer. It's not a sufficient answer for any of it. The Ralph Boner stuff is not sufficient. It was a it was a significant waste of time. That was the least favorite thing about honestly this whole season because there's really not a lot of negatives in my opinion about this about this show. But that was I was upset about that. Like we the, the negatives of this show are episode nine. That's the negatives of the show. I would not go so far as to say that, but the fact that you bring in Evan Peters. Like, why, why would you bring him in if not to reprise some sort of connection to the X-Men universe? Like, that just doesn't make any sense to me. They literally could have gotten any actor to do a recast of Pietra. Literally anybody. It could have been, could have been Matt Damon. It could have been literally <laughs> anybody. But they chose Evan Peters. And I think that was... That was a troll that was not needed. There's still a chance needed. that it might get if paid there, off. If this pays like, off, I think I think there is still a chance. And if it pays off, props to them, and I will completely change my view. But if this does not pay off, and if it's a if it just ends with a boner joke, and Agatha was controlling him all along, and somehow giving him super speed, that was not good enough for me. That was not good enough. The the two biggest issues are are one that the whole um pietro maximoff not paying off at all and even if like you know you said isaac if they go back and change it i hate that even more because it's like oh this was a red hang oh psych now it's not really like just make up your mind all this all this build up and and them knowing exactly what it would do to us fans saying like oh sweet we're finally getting mutants in the mcu right like this has to be some sort of proof of that even just the slightest bit and then they're like haha psych it's a boner <laughs> joke i that's so See, dumb. And if you were if you retract that now and say like, no, no, actually, it really was Pietro from an alternate universe. It's like, okay, then what, what was the point of the boner joke? Well, you know, the whole joke is he, you know, is still under her control. So of course you would be like that if you're going in that context. But I, Mark, I know this this is something you mentioned in multiple episodes, like that Agatha probably is not powerful enough to give him super speed oh i agree with that okay and this is where like my theory would go is 
Maybe he is the witness protection. Maybe the Quicksilver from the Fox universe. And maybe this will be all explained later down the road. You know, maybe some event does happen where he wound up in this universe and is under the witness protection because someone's after him or something like that. I don't know. Something. Look at us. We're, we're theorizing after WandaVision is over. This is great. Yeah, I'm, I'm not done. I'm, I'm not letting Quicksilver from the Fox universe die. Mark, I really appreciate the optimism on that because I think somebody on this episode has to be optimistic about this subject. I just, just love what, just I'm, for like what I'm realizing the sake of the right other now side. is you guys aren't super DC fans, so you don't know the pain of bad writing. So you perceive this as bad writing because you did, guys didn't get something yeah. served to you no. with your crumpets and tot that's because a, you guys have been spoiled. No, Mark. So no, 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 right? Mark. That's a straw man's for argument. You, for you, if you guys suck it. You no, guys did no, no, not no, no, no. have to feel <laughs> the bad writing of Wonder DC Woman part stuff. Two. And you guys no. get something no, no. that like, goes against no, you. No. You're like, oh, they offended me because I didn't no, get what no, I no, wanted. No, 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 no. I didn't get half hour, 45 hour plus episodes. And now I'm sad. No, 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 no. Here's here's the problem with it, Mark. No, no. Here's the problem with it, Mark. The the reason that this is a problem to me is one: you are instead of attacking the 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 story that they've told, because what the directors are going to say now after all this criticism is they're going to say this was the story we wanted to tell. This was Wanda's story. I'm angry with DC. I'm not going to be angry with Marvel. Marvel's been nothing but good to me, and that's fair. But I'm not comparing DC to Marvel. Because Marvel does have to be held to... If Marvel is to be held to a high standard, then when they do poorly, they need to be criticized. And what's Just like DC. What they did. DC they gets criticized they all the time. Guys and they told a good story at the end of the day. No, they didn't. They did not tell this good story. Quicksilver... This this mark is is this is Trevor Slattery all over again. This is killing another Quicksilver. They, they must have something against speedsters. There must be some reason that Kevin Feige is like... Speeds are just, they just must be so OP to him because to do this again and still take the um take the twins off the board as well who are who one of them is also a speedster. I just think they don't want that problem in the universe and I think that's the reason it happened. I do not subscribe to this. I think this was this to me, Mark, as of today is one of the worst decisions the MCU has made to date. This is up there with Trevor Slattery. This is up there with the flaws of Iron Man 2, the flaws of Thor, the Dark World, the flaws of the Incredible Hulk. This is this is abysmal. This is bad. Whoa, 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 whoa. I'm not going to let this you is come bad. and attack the best CGI you've ever seen in the Marvel <laughs> Universe in Dark World. So. How, dare How dare you come you, after sir. Thor, the Dark World? Are I you kidding me? Once Marvel gives me a Superman-esque you know, hey, we're going to digitize out your mustache and, like, just not really care. We're going to let, like, two of you guys do this. And, like, they, got, thir- they got 30 minutes to do it. Then, I'm, then I'll agree with you. No, uh, I, I just, I think the, re- the other reason that I'm really frustrated about this, Mark, is Trevor Slattery in Iron Man 3 got so much negative feedback. And this is the same exact premise. It's the same mistake again. And, and I think that's that's a problem for me. I think Kevin Feige needed to step in and go no 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 we can't do that he is on record of saying that you can bring you you can bring Evan Peters in as long as it worked i don't know who where in the long in the writing did they sit and write this down and go evan peters we're going to talk about ralph every episode literally 10 minutes into episode 1 the i love lucy dick van dyke show they're talking about ralph they're talking about that character and they're leading us down this path for nothing and I think this gets to my you problem. You don't know that yet because we haven't we haven't gone through all phase fours like this. That's BS, Mark. That's BS. 
That's not a fair argument. I, I'm just saying that's baloney. The whole phase four is not done. I'm sorry you didn't get everything closed. No, no, no. This so episode is about rating Wandavision. That's BS. And according to Wandavision, that was not a sufficient You brought it up answer. that. I know, and that's what I'm saying. So I'm so making it clear that according to WandaVision, like, that's not oh, fair. Oh, we're just, we're just rating WandaVision's episode 9, so screw you. <laughs> that's, that's what this <laughs> episode is. That's literally titled. how I feel right WandaVision now. spoiler <laughs> review of season of, of, of episode 9, season 1. That's, that's, that's this episode. <laughs> this feels, Isaac, just for a moment, this is for you. Isaac and I are sitting here like mom and dad are fighting at the dinner table. And we're just like, all right, we're here. All right, kids, go to your room. It's time for mom and dad to have a conversation now. Okay, it's it's either, it's either one of these things. Either either we get we get crapped on as a fan group that Ralph and Quicksilver were just nothing more than a red herring and a stupid mistake, or this pays off down the road and maybe... No way. Maybe he actually is Quicksilver. Maybe he's the person in witness protection. Because I agree, like, why cast Evan Peters if you're not actually going to have him be Quicksilver from the Fox Well, you concede then at the end of this arc, well, air quotes arc, um, that if if that doesn't pan out, would you agree with me? Or would that opinion change? Oh, yeah, definitely my opinion would change. I'm still holding out hope, so that's why I'm going to give it, you know, I'm going to give it a pass for now. Because we're not done telling the story. The story, this is where, like, my whole thing is. Yeah, there's a lot of open, like, I got a list of stuff that, like, hey, you did not close in for me. However, it's like, well, that's the whole point of this whole phase is, like, if they're going to close off every story for me, then that doesn't, then it's like, well, why should I watch the rest of the stuff? Why should I care about those characters? I think think in regards to Wanda's arc, I can buy that. I think even in regards to, like, the twins and Vision and Monica, I can hear that argument and be okay with it. I have a very difficult time hearing that about Quicksilver. See, I'm more like we can we can jump right to another topic because my bigger problem. And that's is, fine. That's we can move on. Is, we can move on. Yeah, let's move on. My bigger issue with this whole thing is we get White Vision. Vision gives him back his memory or helps him get back his memories, and that dude just is like, <laughs> just oh my gosh, off. screws off. He goes, is like, all right, yep. Oh my gosh. Instead of like sticking around, and then at the end of the episode, regular like you know the Vision that we've we've known for nine weeks doesn't tell Wanda. Hey, you know White Vision? I gave back him all his memories. <laughs> like that that dialogue does doesn't go. So like my question now is why didn't White Vision stay or and or why where did he go? Where the heck did he go? That's what I want to know. He just like up and left. Where there's some directive or does he did he go right back to Wakanda cuz like that was his last memories like, "Whoa, I got to go back to that." And like just kind of forgot everything just reacted or does he have some directive where it's like hey if you die and come back you have to go someplace and that's like been programmed well obviously his programming is like compromised because his directive he says is to destroy vision and so is he going to destroy himself i i don't know that's a great but then question he's not really vision though but because his, they brought up that but theory, his, vis- so. his his programming is obviously compromised so he's he's probably going to just figure out what the heck he's going to do next i guess i don't know i don't know where he goes to do that but I'm gonna take I'm gonna take the mark route on this one. I think that's something that pays off later. I think we're waiting for that to pay off, Better. and we're like we're like, what the heck? You know what I mean? But I I think I think it'll land in a good place. I think it'll be one of those things because they're setting this up, they're teeing this up with the way that it ended with Wanda to be something big for the next phase. And I think Kang is gonna be a huge part of that, obviously. But like, I think it's okay that we didn't know that right away and that he just yeeted out of there. I think the answer behind that is going to pay off. That's a much deeper story, in my opinion. 
to, right. to take care of and settle air quotes in episode nine. Let, let's talk about vision. Let's talk about white vision. Were we satisfied with the, we'll call it a mini arc in this episode of the hex vision facing off against white vision. I've heard some feedback from some people saying that the fight was stupid did we like the fight? Did we like the dialogue over the ship of Theseus? Where did we dialogue sit on that? I, I loved I loved I that dialogue love personally. I'd six out of six that. I think all the vision was great in this. I'm as I've said at the top of the show, I think Vision and Wanda, up till that certain point, we'll talk about that in a bit, but like I thought Vision was dynamite. Mark, go ahead. The vision I thought the vision fight was just great. Like what what did people want? They wanted them to destroy the whole city? And not talk at all. Well, just the just the DC thing. But I, I like how like polite and like um, cordial, cor- yeah, that they were to each other. Like, yeah. but of course they would because that's who they both are to a core. I love the philosophical dialogue. I think it's great. I I love like that first time around. I it was way over my head. I had to go back and just watch that a second time. Jared, what did you think of that conversation? What did you think of the vision battles? I was a hundred percent here for this. I think. Obviously, like, to some point, like, the primal part of ourselves was like, man, give us more of that fight. But I think the fact that he stopped and, like, he's like, no, no, I need you to clarify what you just said. Because he said, you know, I'm a conditional vision. I think that was incredibly beautiful. Because we got to remember, the vision got his name because he was Ultron's vision for the future. I mean, some of the, some of that was Iron Man imprinted on Jarvis. and Thor said he had a vision. No, no, no. He was his vision for the future. He was Yeah, he but was Thor Ultron's also said... In Avengers Age of Ultron, I've had a vision of what the future could be and the Mind Stone's at the center of it, and that's that vision. They both they both said it. Either way, he's the vision of the future, right? Like, that's his whole character. That's how they talk about him in um, the M- – or not the MCU, but the actual comics himself. And I think that's a good way to talk about it is like, sure, to some extent, we love seeing Hulk smash things up. But at the end of the day, like, he's the vision for the future, and the world that we want to see is conflict – resolved in a diplomatic approach and i think the way that he handled that was true to his character we didn't need him you know clobbering each other for 15 minutes i thought the dialogue was incredible um i, I the whole ship of theseus thing was like meta on a whole nother level for and sure. i absolutely loved it i thought it was great and it was Paul talking about Bettany, it was talking about the the fourth phase too right yeah yeah it, it's it's talking about the mcu moving forward too like if we strip it of these things and place it with new thing with new characters and new storylines, does it remain the same? I, I thought it was amazing. I agree completely. Is it still the thing that it was? And and I think too, like it speaks to his line in Age of Ultron where he says, A thing isn't beautiful because it lasts, right? Like the the MCU that we rolled with is now gone. And that doesn't diminish the MCU that we had. It just means that we have new stories going forward. Like like, like boner jokes. We have lots of boner jokes moving forward. Boner <laughs> jokes. Don't even get me started. Well, don't worry. Don't worry, though, Jarrett, because it'll get fixed in a couple movies. Outside of the actual episode itself, nothing kills me more than Paul Bettany being like, hey, guys, the joke was that this unexpected actor oh that I'm gosh. delighted to work with is me. I love that so freaking much. I completely I love that. D- disagree with you. I, I, love I think... That. I think That's Kevin so Feige pooped his pants so bad when he heard Bettany say that because he knew I that in that. episode eight, when that uh, mid uh, credit scene popped up, people were going to be pissed and they were going to have this huge expectation in episode it. nine. And Bettany even he even doubled down and said, yeah, it's probably it's it's not a Benedict Cumberbatch. It's a Luke Skywalker level 
cameo. People like Elizabeth Olsen said that too. Like I just that was I think that's part of why this episode is getting flack, Mark. Uh, it's because people don't like getting trolled, and I think it's hilarious. I think it's so and funny. And I love I'm how mad you, you are because you got trolled by the people you <laughs> loved and talked so highly of for the last decade. What do you mean and talking now, so highly of? What are you talking about? Kevin Feige has Feige's given great. you some of the best entertainment you've ever seen on the screen. For sure, yes. So there you go. Yeah. And now you hate that Daddy Feige trolled you. He's not Daddy Feige. He's Kevin Feige. Go ahead, Isaac. <laughs> Here's I just have a quick comment about the Vision v Vision fight. Uh, the fight itself was it was fine. Like it didn't wow me, but I think that's partly because to me Vision is just a pretty vanilla character, and I've never really been wowed by him in any of the fights that he's been in. But the character of the White Vision was incredible. I loved that and. I think the dialogue was perfect, but that was another thing that was the fan theory built that up. And so people were all like mad that it wasn't like the main fight in this episode is Agatha versus Scarlet Witch. Like it's not vision versus vision. So obviously they're going to spend less time on that fight, but the way it ended with that dialogue in the library was just incredible. Minus white vision, just flying off and then, the episode ending but <laughs> see ya. it's just like see ya but did we like I, I mean this is a subtle thing but i know that comic fans like to talk about this stuff did we like the way white vision looked that was a tricky look to pull i off. thought he looked great yeah i thought it looked fantastic i i'm all in on that i six out of six is that what you're six saying? out of six i'm curious to see how they'll take it because the irises started turning color when he getting gets his memory back so that makes me think that we'll probably see Vision getting his color back eventually, um, which I I don't know if I want that. You know, like the white Vision looked awesome. So I don't know. We'll we'll see how that all all shakes out. But uh, the well, I part of what he makes the great. MCU so great, Isaac, is the consequences that are part of it. And right, I, I think that that would that would take some of that back. Go ahead, Mark, on the on your rating of the costume. Um, I thought it looked good. I think it like the whole white feature and then on top of that um like the i think more defined look i think they you know hayward and his people gave him which is another thing to talk about it's like who was able to assemble him together and like what's powering him because it kind of looks like a tiny arc reactor when you know tony had like the 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 triangle looking one so i i just wonder like is there someone on their staff that knows how to make tiny arc reactors now so like does that lead into your theory that he was building Sentinels? So Sentinels, could Maybe. it be AIM? We don't know. What's your yeah. rating of the costume, Mark? Um, six out of six. Uh, yeah. Okay, all right. That's fine. I'm just, just asking. Jarrett, what's your rating? What are your thoughts on the costume? Uh, six out of six. I thought it was cool that like they had subtle differences, like the way they modulated his voice. And even the way Paul Bettany spoke, he had like he did something different with his mouth. You can watch it back. Like it felt like a different person, which I thought was really unique and interesting. And the fact that like they didn't make him look the exact same, the the design was so incredibly unique. Like it wasn't even close. If they would have had just a slight color change, it would have been a little more irritating. But like they went all out, and I thought it looked great. Gosh, I can't even imagine the makeup to do the white one. Oh my gosh, I feel like I almost feel like that would be worse than his original makeup, which is apparently already really tough. I six out of six this as well. I 
I echo all the things you guys are saying. Sarah, my wife, did make a funny joke when she saw him. She goes, oh, nice underwear. <laughs> oh, my gosh, Max. <laughs> nice, I didn't, nice. don't want to say it, but Ke- my beautiful wife, Kelly, first thing she says, like, why did they make his cod piece look so big? <laughs> <laughs> Like why is why is Hayward concerned about that? Why did they just make like? But my thought yeah, is like Mark. Like why why does Hayward have some fascination there? Or like like that's whatever. Oh, I'm just we just lost we just lost a couple of subscribers, and we gained no. a, a league of subscribers. <laughs> we gained, and all of a sudden droves entered in. This is the podcast for me. Um, I, I heard boners, cod pieces, big cod pieces. <laughs> Seriously, we've said boner more on this episode than I think we've said the entire series leading up. However, we've said it in the way that is proper and not the perverted way, Max. I I don't know why you're adding Max to the end of that, but okay. Because <laughs> we all know um, how you get when your Bacardi Limon kicks in. Yeah, I have one glass. Bartender? As he shows um, a 64-ounce thermos, everybody. <laughs> 64. <laughs> let, let the record show that Mark Mark is in a baby Just bonnet holding glass. a knife. <laughs> yeah. Let, let's talk about the side characters here real quick. Uh, Mark, you talked about Hayward and Sword. Did you feel like, like Hayward is just interesting to me? I think they needed personally a character to push along some of the things they were trying to do. Somebody has to observe the hex from the outside. Somebody has to enter white vision into the picture. Were you satisfied to basically just find out that Hayward was just kind of a giant dick? Like at the end of this? Or did you want more from it? I know you had had a couple theories of like what Hayward would be. But did you feel like this was satisfying to push the story? And ultimately, the villain of this series was Agatha. Sure. Um, Oh, was Agatha? It was Agatha all along. Oh, I don't know, Mark. Apparently, down the line, you're going to get more answers for us. So when yeah, you get them, come back when to I this episode my, and put them in here, okay? I get my to go finish the phase four <laughs> and come back to you with all the answers. Seriously. Jeez. Um, but with Hayward, I, I I don't know. I don't feel like I was fully... Um, I guess fully is not the right word, but like not really excited about how his like ending was in this, where he just gets arrested and he tries to flee again. I was kind of expecting more of a bigger payoff, but I guess that's what, like, he gets basically taken down by Darcy, who rams the, the <laughs> True, good point. I didn't even think about that. Who only showed up for two seconds to hit his car, and then she just, she's like, gone. all of a sudden shows up, and she's still in the van? What I has she been de- doing de- this whole time? Because that's for the weak people. <laughs> I was so stupid. She just, has she just been driving around town in that van the whole time? Like for a whole day. No, she's actually been driving around in that that van for two episodes. For for twenty percent of the series, she was in the van. However, think about this. Okay, this is another thought thought I have. Um, we've we've got nine episodes, but from when the heck showed up to the ending has been what four, five days. Yeah, yeah. Great question. Because really, in episode in se- from going from episode seven to eight to nine. So when we see Darcy and then episode eight, like she's in the down below that. Yeah, that seems like a long time, but I'm sure that was only from episode the ending, like where she's driving a couple hours where she finally shows up. So maybe, she's yeah, still a driving hours. around town for a couple hours, though. 
I well, mean, she, we were supposed to believe that she was on the edge of town, so who, do we know how far it was from It's a town of, was? like, 3,000 3, people, right? So it Well, maybe it be... wasn't an hour. Maybe it was only 20 minutes. Maybe time works differently. Maybe. Speaking of Hayward, though, like... Yeah, th- thanks for thanks for taking us away from Hayward to talk about the distance from the town. <laughs> really great. Go ahead, Jared. Yes, please. Oh, thank I'm you. I'm sorry that you guys don't understand time. No, you, you can just right. stop it. I'm sorry. <laughs> we appreciate that. Go ahead, Jared. So I think the thing that I always loved about the MCU is compelling villains um aside from iron man 3 but like you look at killmonger you look at ultron right ultron was an exaggeration of tony stark's paranoia and i thought that's what we were gonna get with hayward right especially when we found out that um wanda was controlling all of these people i thought it was more of a justified villain like no i don't agree with his methodology but i understand why he's doing what he's doing but at the end of the day they made him just a douchebag for like no reason at all and i nothing about his character was compelling at no point was it like oh yeah i can see why he's the bad guy like i get why he would do that i hated it he didn't get he didn't get snapped and he's upset at the avengers that's that's literally super sufficient yep super sufficient he shot at a kid like for no reason he shot at the kids. He shot at two kids hey they weren't real though Jarrett. so don't worry about it he played a good dick though i mean He's good. Yeah, I was gonna say, do you have anything to add about, He's a really about good that, Isaac, before we go to the kids? He's a really good douchey villain, I guess, so, you know, there's that. I, I, I think for the role he played, it was fine, but it's just another example, I think, of this show to me, and why I'm so critical of this episode, is just like, there's so much time spent with him, only for him to just, he, he, he twirls his mustache, tells Wu his evil plan, and then shoots at the kids, like, it's just... Yeah, yeah, right. I, it's it's just no so payoff. paint by numbers. It's not there's there's no depth. So okay, episode nine, the hex goes down. He rushes in. What he's already seen what Wanda can do. What is he gonna do when he gets to her? Is he gonna shoot a, a couple tank bullets at her? Obviously, that's not gonna work. No, no he shoots her kids. Well, obviously, that didn't work. <laughs> he doesn't either. even aim at her. He aims at the like, kids. Well, that that was his plan the whole time. Oh, I'm gonna go shoot her kids. Yeah, that'll that'll be the. It just didn't make sense. It didn't. Uh, Wu Wu was great in this episode. I mean, obviously, the sleight of hand bit was great. Calling in the FBI was great. Anything we want to add about Wu? Callie the board. pointed this out to me, and after rewatching it, I was like, oh my gosh. So when he calls his fbi buddies he's like hey clint you got a moment and i was like holy crap i was like you're right callie so callie originally when she listened to that callie's my sister if you don't know from the infinity bros um listener callie listener callie she said she's like i was expecting hawkeye to show i thought like i was like oh cool cool. this rolls into the hawkeye series and she's like why the heck would he call somebody named clint and then we get generic FBI guy. <laughs> that's a really great point, Jared. I didn't even think of that. I didn't even. I didn't even that. catch that. Yeah, that's cool. I didn't either. And I'm like the biggest Hawkeye fan. You know, I thought about that. Like, yeah, oh, Clint, it's Hawkeye. But then at the same time, it's like, well, are we saying that there's only one Clint ever named? Why would in you even MCU name him reality? though? If you're like, why would you name a person at all? <sighs> why would he's you an NPC? Call we don't need Ralph even... the whole time. And guys, it turns don't worry out to just about it. Guys, I don't guys, know. guys, we're gonna get these answers at the end of season. At the end of phase four, don't worry about it. The secret episode ten. You mean you're gonna get your answers in the behind the scenes episode? That's when you're gonna get your answers. <laughs> yeah, I, th- I think Wu is great. I I have to just add before we move on from him because there's a lot that's just gonna get caught up. I think Wu and Darcy. I the best part of this show is how they were able to make those obscure characters valuable again 
And I don't know how the MCU can move forward without Jimmy Woo engaging in some capacity in another movie or series. He was just dynamite. Uh, Randall Park. Is that it? Is yeah, that Randall, Park, Randall Park. Fantastic actor. Asian Jim. Great. John Krasinski. John Krasinski. Sorry, guys. Yeah, I, I think he's great. I he, he was just very charming. And it, it felt more layered than in Ant-Man. In Ant-Man, it felt a little... It didn't feel as depth-filled. So I'm grateful for that. I... I really enjoyed that, but I cannot stand that they just had Darcy hit Hayward and then she was just gone without on on a one line. They just like kind of that kind of seemed like the conflict. ending to a rom com. Like Darcy just like runs into a yeah Hayward and ah all right everything's good now guys we're we're all good. Which intentionally in this show would be great, but I don't think that was intentional. Right. I think they just wrote it off. Yeah, um, or it was intentional. <laughs> Mark's just here to well, Mark. Good news, we have a whole rest of the phase to figure these things out. So I'm glad Mark's just here Lord. to play Mephisto's advocate. Mephisto's advocate. That's why I'm here. <laughs> that I do have to say, I think Mephisto's advocate has to be the new phrasing on this show because I I still crack up. That's every, so good. Every time I listen to that, Mark, I crack up. I think that's so funny. That's very so clever. Good. Tonight, Mark is taking down his like corkboard. You know, in in shame and disbelief that Mephisto is gone, and tomorrow he's gonna staple just boner right in the middle and start tying his strings. Like it's all starting over for him. <laughs> the whole MCU. <laughs> he's he's connected, big. connected to Ralph Boner in some way. Yeah. <laughs> what does it mean? What does it mean? Let's uh, the twins. The numbers, Mason. Um, obviously, we get we get to see the twins in action against the sword agents, which is really sweet. We get the sweet Easter egg of um, uh, Speed grabs the hat, puts on the glasses. Some people are claiming that's a comic book reference to how he looks in the comics. Others are claiming it's a reference to how Quicksilver looked in the X Men universe. That's what I thought. How did you interpret that? Yeah, I thought X Men. Yeah, I yeah. thought X Men as well because yeah, that he literally does that in I think it's Days of Future Past. He grabs a hat from one of the. Uh, one of the guys that's shooting and puts it on. So I, that's what I thought when I when I saw it. Hayward tries to shoot them, and d- how did we feel overall in this series about these two characters? That I think at first in episode three when they were born, I honestly thought they were going to get more of an arc. To me, they just felt yeah. like side characters, and that feels wasted to me. I understand with how many characters they have. I I think they're coming back is how I kind of interpret this finale. How this, and I think the final end credit scene the, makes it sound like for sure they're coming back. Like for sure. Yeah, but I, right. I mean, I'm saying more of like, I think we're going to get more time with those characters. Is well, and I think like, I think when we maybe sit on this for a little bit and come back, maybe after the phase four is done, we'll see this. The one thing we'll, I, I don't know. I'm just thinking of this right. just coming to my head right now is this was supposed to be the slow burn. We were supposed to be introduced to these characters, but the the real story to be told right here is Wanda becoming Scarlet Witch to her re- revealing who she really is and then gaining more powers and knowledge of being a witch. And I think and I think we've we've been like, hey, why don't we get more of this, more of this? Because you know what they wanted, you know what they, the writers wanted was a Wanda show, and that's what we got. We got her story and her development as a character. So I think at the end of the day, yeah, I wish there was more development and, you know, more loose ends tied up. But, like, I don't think that's what their goal was. Their goal was to tell her story 
and then leave little pieces and breadcrumbs to then bring them back later. Don't leave so many. Don't leave so many pieces and breadcrumbs. Then, well, yeah. maybe he had there, a really sloppy many eater pieces who's a writer, <laughs> and he's just like, I got, I got so much. No, I got the, all these were pieces of breadcrumbs. The bakery was opened up, and they opened up all the pastries, and they said, "Have your cake and eat it too." But just so you know, this isn't th- this isn't the direction we're going. I I think I really do think they they the ratio of answers to questions was too high. A character we did not get any more of was Mister Hart. We get him episode one and never see that dude the rest of the time. Am I, am I wrong there? No, you're not wrong. That, that's that's not a clo- okay, that's but, not even close. But we don't see him with Mrs. Hart at the end. Characters. So it's just like, was he a character? I think I might have said this last episode, last episode or previous episode. Where was he someone who was also dead that he brought back or Monda brought back to life? Or like, does his role even matter at this point? Like, if I was Max, am I like, oh, he just didn't mean anything? It was just a red herring. Blah blah blah. I got Rick rolled. Screw, screw, Daddy Feige. I I don't have the luxury today of saying what other movies are going to do. Mark, okay, <clears throat> you you talked about. I mean, how we didn't even really know this until the ninth episode. But this is a. I mean, we should have guessed by it be call, being called WandaVision. But like you said, this is a show about Wanda becoming the Scarlet Witch, which we didn't. I mean, we didn't really understand until episode nine. What I kind of got a little frustrated with in this episode was that they spent so much time on developing Monica Rambeau and her character. And in this episode, they kind of were just like, eh, she's not as important. Let's let's put her on halt here and focus on Wanda. So, and that's fine. Like, you can do that. But my question is, if you're going to do that, why did you spend so much time on her in the previous episodes? Um, and I think to we've been talking about it. That's what it's all about. It's like you build up her character. So then you know what she's capable of. So when you see her again, she's probably right. going to be training. Well, well that's the like thing. That's the thing. We don't even know what she's capable of. We saw a little taste of her powers in this episode, but we still have no idea how it really affected her. What, what she can do. We don't know. And I think that's going to be explored in Captain Marvel two, obviously, but I just I probably should just call it Monica Rambeau. Right, they should just call it. Well, hopefully Mark, hopefully Mark goes to see it because that's gonna be a really good movie, and he's gonna oh, not want to miss it. I will go see it because Marvel gives me good content, and you know, you guys not being DC fans, you don't really appreciate good content. So when a little bit, I love that you tell us that upset, we call Feige Daddy Feige, but you're the one that refuses to give him criticism. I love that. It's my favorite. I don't say you guys call him Daddy Feige. I say you call him Daddy Feige. <laughs> no, 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 no. I just said he's do Kevin Feige. Pitch, you know that. Do not pit Isaac and Jared against me. You're a monster. <laughs> I got invested in the Monica Rambeau storyline, and it just didn't pay off for me. Like, even, even if they don't let her fully become Spectrum, I would have liked to see a little bit more of a payoff in Episode Nine. Like, I don't feel like her story was like it didn't have to be complete but i just wanted to know where she was headed obviously we know where she's going with the mid credit scene but still it just it just left me wanting more and i i wasn't really thrilled about how they handled that situation i think the intentionality behind that isaac is they want us to want more so that draws us to captain marvel too and i think mark's argument of some of this is correct me if i'm wrong mark but some of the unanswered questions are going to lead us into future Phase 4 movies. 
i.e. Yeah. some of the stuff with Wanda. I. Or shows. Yeah, or shows, right? Or like i.e. some of the stuff with the twins. Where I agree with you, though, Isaac, is that Monica was criminally underused in this episode. She should have been fighting alongside the twins instead of taking bullets and basically yeah. being a damsel in distress locked in 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 the house of uh, of Ralph to a, a Ralph Boner. But, but I mean, then would you, would you see the reason why they're not just going to give her the powers and she fully controls them because we got that in Captain Marvel and people were like, nah, man, I don't like how she just knows how to do stuff. Well, She's no, I, I, no, no, no. I'm fine I'm with how she one. doesn't get all of her powers right away. That's not the issue. I, I why, think like, just I agree. I, I agree that, yes, I wish I would have seen Monica get a better payoff in episode nine. Right. But I think it might have also not been in the best favor of the character to just see her like go berserker on this and like, you know, be OP'd or something like that. Just, like, I, I just and you're right. I think it is about to like, hey, if I see previews of Captain Marvel 2 and I see her, I'm like, oh, great. I get to see how she developed and what what's happened since WandaVision. And this is this is the big tension with the MCU. And Jared, I'll go to you in a second. I know you've been quiet for a bit. Sorry, buddy. I, I think no worries. I think the tension here with the MCU, and I think these television shows are going to have to figure this out. This is a different game than with the movies. With the movies, you can throw away characters or only give them a couple minutes. But that's lost here when you can essentially plan out six hours. You can give us an hour of development. And that's what they did with Monica, but they didn't let her be have the fun in the final episode. And again, I don't think it had to be a ton, but I would say the same thing I've said all year. You couldn't give me a three-minute scene of her fighting sword agents? That's baloney. That's baloney. I don't buy it. I totally could have seen her doing that. Instead, what I got was exposition of who Ralph Boner was, and then she took a bullet. She she tried to save a kid, couldn't save a kid, even though the whole time she's been a hero who takes bullets all the time and is willing to go to toe-to-toe with people. I, I didn't like it. it. It did, but I understand from your perspective, Mark, Yes, I understand Monica will come back in Captain Marvel 2. I have a feeling that Monica Rambeau is going to be one of my favorite characters moving forward. I thoroughly enjoyed Tiona yeah, Paris in this great. series. I think well, she's great. Well, and that's, what, that's why I'm more so not thrilled about what they handled it. Because they almost... I, I feel like the focus of episodes like 3 through 6, maybe, was on Monica Rambeau. And they just kind of put a halt on that character development while they dove back into the Scarlet Witch storyline. And it just wasn't enough uh, of, you know, wrapping up her arc in this episode that it was satisfying for me. Felt too clunky. Yeah. Felt too clunky. That's what I would say. Jared, go ahead. Share your thoughts on this. I know you didn't get to talk about the twins either. So if you want to add something about that. No, that's all right. I, obviously, like, I'm, I'm pretty outspoken about how I thoroughly believe that they're setting up Young Avengers. The pieces are all there. They're falling into place. Uh, we know that um, uh, Cassie is grown up, right? We, we know that we're getting Kate Bishop. Like, all these pieces are falling in place for the twins to come back as the heroes that we know them to be in the Marvel Universe, which is cool, and I love that. Um, again, I wish they would have had some sort of story arc. Like, they really didn't at all. It was like, oh, suddenly they're kids now. Suddenly, oh, this and the next thing. And we got no story, no character development, nothing. And, and I, I really hope that they fix that down the line. And that's the same critique that I would give of Spectrum here and Monica Rambeau. Like, they really, really left her on the cutting room floor. And we got to see some very raw and human emotion from her when she came back after the snap and her mom was gone. And then 
that payoff was horrible. I mean, we got the little bit of dialogue where she's like, you know what? I would have done anything to bring my mom back. And that was cool. And I love that. But like, give me so much more. You've been saying this, Max, from the beginning, but we needed way more time for this series. Like an extra 10 minutes. And they could have cut every out episode. so much every of the- Every single absolutely. episode we needed it. Every episode. And, and then the whole stinking like, let's make the credits 25 oh, minutes long. Unbelievably I foolish. I cannot that. understand the decision there. It, it makes no sense. It's the worst. You fix almost all of the problems that we've been talking about tonight. Almost every single one of them by adding an extra episode. Five minutes. Make an episode 10. Yeah. Fix it. Add five minutes. That's 45 minutes overall. It's a scene or two every episode. It, it's not hard, Marvel. I, I, I think there's a problem here with the television model for MCU. I really do. I... I'm concerned for Falcon and Winter Soldier. I'm concerned for Loki. I am. I'm concerned about it. I I so I really am you're serious. Go watch those shows with for know, sure. Pick, pick, hang on. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not saying. <laughs> of course, you're gonna go watch those shows. But you're gonna go watch those shows with now this microscope and picking stuff apart and maybe not enjoy it fully, Max. I would do that mindset. to the movies. I would do it to the movies. It, it, to what context? Because all the context. The I'd, say, I'd sit with the sucks, microscope so in every go setting. To the next movie. To be like, I'm going to pick this part because that's literally what you're setting up here. No, no, no. That's that's your narrative. What that's I'm not saying. My narrative. Here, that's literally what you're saying. You're no, like, hey, what I'm hey, saying is, Daddy Feige screwed it up for me, so now everything <laughs> for future of this is going to suck. No, so I'm I gonna think make this, part this, this is a different medium. I think this is yeah. This is Mephisto's uh, Mephisto's advocates just to play talking. Mephisto's advocate here. Um, I think I, I think for me, Mark, I'm I'm speaking to the medium of television. I. I have no doubt that Marvel can master it. And I and again, I go back. This series was a ride. This was a fun ride. Do I do yeah. I think they made some mistakes? Yeah, I'm critical of them. And we're on a podcast and that's what we do on a podcast. However, do I think it's going to ruin the MCU? Certainly it no. It it could, but I you, I don't I foresee it that way. This. But I am concerned for the style of 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 TV shows. I think I think they didn't realize they could do more. I think they they struggled with that. And I, I think they're going to hide. We're going to read articles the next couple weeks where directors and show writers and Feige and the actors are going to say things like, this was the story we wanted to tell. Uh, this was the time that we felt was the most appropriate. In specific regards to the sitcoms, I think they tried to stay in that 30-minute window to parallel that. That's all fair and good. On the back end, you could have given me more. And I, I just think yeah, I, I said that more. every episode. I don't think it's fair. But do you deserve more, Max? Do you think you deserve more? <laughs> no, I don't. But what Monica do? Rambeau deserves more. I think the twins <laughs> and me, deserve and we more. probably will. And that's the whole thing. That's what I'm going to go back to. I don't this. think Ralph this Boner is, deserves more. I'll tell you that. He deserves I, a little I less. I will agree with that. Um, <laughs> but at the end of the day, it's like, I think we got to let, let this rest. This show was yeah. four Alexa. Play wackety sax. <laughs> this this show was telling Wanda's story. Everything else, every other secondary character, you were just given a taste. They're, they they didn't want to close it off for you because you know what? If they closed it off, you wouldn't care about them in the future, Max. Not at all. That's not true either, Mark. That is very reasons. true because then you'd be like, hey, what what am I supposed to expect from them? If they you know showed me all of want or Monica's powers, hey, the kids are not dead or disappeared or in some other doomed reality, and they're actually just walking around, you know, skipping my loot. Like, that's what you wanted at the end of this? No, I'm, I'm looking at this a little different than you on that. Well, I want to talk about that later. But to stick to the, to the first thing you said, 
my perspective on this show, my perspective on how the Disney Plus shows should be, air quotes, and what I think they're supposed to execute, is you get an additional three and a half, four hours out of that two to two and a half hour model that you can really build secondary characters on. I caught that vision on episode three when Wu, Darcy, and Rambo were really prominent. And I, I, I walked away going, I, I remember you and I talked about it. I said like, man, I'm really digging Darcy and Wu. And I didn't think I would do that. And I liked that. And that's the stuff I like where I think Marvel is struggling. And I like to think they're going to figure it out because it's the same with the movies when they started, right? Iron Man 2 is a little clunky. I like it, but I know a lot of people didn't. I think where I see these television shows potentially suffering, if not checked, is they're going to suffer from the future of the MCU. If they don't have a clear, concise plan of what they're doing, and I, I'm i assuming they do right now, but it does not look like that as of today. It looked a little more like they were trying to play us than, keep, than start a plan off. That's what it looked like to me. Again, you are correct. Phase four could do different stuff. That's not really an argument I can win. I can only judge what I'm seeing, and that's why I'm so critical of it. Let's talk about, um, Jared or Isaac, anything to add on that? Nope, you nailed it. Okay. Mark, I'll give you the last word, because you and I have been fighting on the subject all day, but I love you, and I appreciate your dialogue. I'm glad that I'm inside your head, Max. (laughs) (laughs) Never left. Always been checked in. Hey, uh... Mark, are you are you renting any of that space in inside Max's head? Do you think I could get in on some of that? For renting, I bought like a couple hundred acres. You can, if, yeah, I'll let you have some land, some hunting land for sure. Let's talk about the main character, um, Wanda Maximoff. Um, her arc in this, obviously, we've we've all addressed it, and I think the writers are gonna they, they've said it, but I think they're gonna really solidify it. This show was her show. Yeah. We finally got that time with Monda Maximoff that Age of Ultron, Civil War, Infinity War, they gave us little bits and pieces, but they did not give us a full story. How did you feel looking at all of this with Wanda? Were you satisfied with her arc? Were you satisfied with the story they told? And and are you looking forward to her role in the MCU that I do not think is going to be all positive, but we'll talk about that as we go deeper. Jarrett, let's start with you. One of my all-time favorite comic arcs is Avengers Disassembled and then rolling into House of M, right? And like the story that they tell about Wanda is one of heartbreak and of sheer agony to, to the point where she literally loses her mind and changes the world to what she wants it to be. And that's what they did here. And I and I think people will critique it and say, like, wow, that feels bad. Like, she did not get a happy ending. And I think that's the point, right? Like, I, I come back to this line over and over again because I think it is the story that they were trying to tell is, like, a thing is not beautiful because it lasts, right? And, and, and they paint this picture of her as a heartbroken woman who, who changed the entire world around her to find happiness, knowing that it was fake that it was short-lived and that it wasn't really what she was looking for. And to give all that up for somebody else is powerful. And, and I, you, you guys may disagree with me on this point, but like I got the same feeling watching this, especially the ending, at least with her arc, that I did from watching shows like Inside Out. Because it's, grief is a real part of anyone's story, right? And it doesn't always end well, and that's okay. There's, there's beauty in saying that something was amazing while it lasted. And, and I loved her arc through it, through this. I think that's what they were going with. Elizabeth Olsen deserves to be Emmy considered 
for this show. Like she did fantastic throughout this whole show. I tip my hat to her and Paul Bettany. They are like carry the show. Um, yeah, I, I loved her arc. Like her arc is not the problem in this show. Uh, this episode actually was a big service to her arc. I feel like because she comes into who she really is and I, like you said, Max, I, I think we're going to see that that's going to play into the future of the MCU. I, I, I am a, I think that she could be one of the villains in Doctor Strange 2. I think that is a real possibility. She's learned she, with the post credit scene, we see her um, learning magic from the dark hold. Um, I think she, my, my thing about Wanda is, I mean, throughout this process, like Jarrett, you were saying, it's very beautiful, the grief, blah, 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 all that stuff. She traumatized thousands of people, and she doesn't really apologize let's talk for about it. That. She yeah, doesn't really apologize. She just She's leaves, not the hero. Right? No, let's talk about yeah. that. I agree. So so this gets into so let me let me kind of add on to what you're saying here, and then we'll talk about this. I think her arc was phenomenal, six out of six, until she talks to Rambo. Because Rambo says the line, they'll never know what you gave up, which a couple problems with this one, that's BS from Rambo to say that that's horse crap for her to say that when what you just said is incredibly valid, Isaac, she tortured them for X amount of days. I don't know how many days it was. They're visibly audibly saying like, we don't know who we are. Dottie, who reveals her name to be Sarah, explains she hasn't seen her daughter. Her daughter is trapped in her room. She's not begging for her to release her daughter. She's begging for her daughter to be a role in this show. Like they've, she, Wanda stripped any hope of getting out out of these people. They thought they were there forever, and, and that's horrible. So not only that, but but giving up what you're talking about, Mark. You just talked about that too. The kids are probably coming back, and Jarrett, you talked about it. Vision. Gave his memories to White Vision. What did Wanda give up in this this show? Answer that question for I, I have no idea what she gave up. She gave up nothing. She's gonna get all this stuff back, or at least try to get this stuff back. I I, I think she gave up in the moment these relationships, but these weren't even real people. I I this is where this show has significant writing issues to me. But you're correct, Isaac. That the the nightmare com- communication. This idea that they were, she was controlling the town and controlling their lives was haunting. Well, here's where I will disagree with you. I don't think that's a writing flaw. I think they meant to do that because of the role that she is going to play in the MCU going forward. I think, I mean, if, if all these people had nothing, like if she didn't traumatize them, then... It would have been, I mean, a semi-happy ending because, like you said, she didn't really give up much. She's probably going to get Vision back. She hears the kids' voices when she's reading the Darkhold, so she's probably going to get them back. But if she actually traumatized them, which she did, I think there's there's something still in her that is going to lead her down a dark path in the MCU, which is why I, I'm thinking she's she probably won't be the main villain in Doctor Strange 2. I think she'll kind of come out as the villain and then eventually kind of team up with Doctor Strange to take down somebody else. But I think that is, is really going to be a problem moving forward 
in the MCU, and she's going to be a part of that problem. I think that's that's part of what the writing has led us to at this point. So maybe I'm not speaking more to her than maybe I'm saying. That's that's fair to say the writing is setting that up. That's that's very valid. I think what I'm saying more is I don't understand Monica's perspective. That yeah, maybe that's what right. I'm trying to that, say. That was a little odd that she was like, well, I'd, I'd I'd do it to bring back my mom. You would sacrifice all these people. <laughs> you went through it. You yeah. know what went what they're going yeah. through. You would really do that to all these people. You would do that to children. No, that's I I think that's baloney. I do not think I th- Monica. I would think do what's that. trying to be portrayed here and where I'm more on Isaac's side, because yeah, I, th- I think that was kind of a weird way to put it. But I think it's supposed to be like, you know, like <clears throat> we've gotten with the dialogue between her and Vision or Wanda and Vision um, is, you know, losing someone and what you're willing to do to even get a few more moments with that person. Even just the uh, even just the idea of them, which is exactly what these kids and because the kids are really like a manifestation of her childhood that she lost with her parents going and in the idea of vision he even says like i'm a conditional vision i'm i'm the rot i'm the memories that are left over i think that's grief i think that's real i think the grief storyline i mean jared i'm i cannot deny or argue with that <laughs> and i can't argue and i can't argue with the manifestations i'm just making the point of like don't sell me a bill of goods that she sacrificed here don't even put the dialogue yeah. in there she didn't even apologize to the people in the city either. I, I just, I, I yes, but Wanda's she does the have villain, the power and to I make don't think them forget. So like, she could have. She didn't though. Yeah, well, we don't know. Do, do you know? I don't Stop. Know. Maybe she's over in in the fjords and like is learning to become no. a better Scarlet Witch. She's like, no, what I should no, do is make no, them no, forget. Because no, no. there has to be a scene where she goes into the house, gets the book, probably gets Agatha's familiar, which is that Mister Scratchy. The bunny because if she doesn't right. take that that familiar because of witches would probably get agatha out of her you know agnes hex or whatever you want to call it so well, now you're now you're getting deep in the weeds oh you trust me man if, if, you're, if you're gonna play so Mark hard is the guy it, to get deep in the okay, weeds get, so. get your weed wecker. if you're gonna if you're gonna give me this hey we did our research and really played off the whole witch thing pretty strong here that bunny of hers is her familiar if it's not Mephisto or Nightmare, whoever. So that's something that kind of like ties her back. So if if she's being mind controlled by another witch, that bunny, her familiar, if it's a goblin or just an animal, depending on what side you want to go with that, with a familiar, would help her get out of that hex that um, Wanda put her in. So there's there's some unseen things that had to go on when she decided to go... Some, when Wanda decided to get out of Westview and out of America, that she had to first go down into that cellar and probably gather all her texts that she probably has, the Darkhold, um, Book of the Dam, as you know she also called it, which then also at the same time is like, why doesn't a wizard or Doctor Strange himself show up to be like, hey, you know what, you know, we've been looking for this for a while, which also makes you think if like none of those people showed up, like the big payoff we thought we were going to get with Doctor Strange, what is currently happening with them where they're not like, hey, maybe we should go check out on this witch fight that's happening, you know, just south of us. This giant explosion of arcane energy, yeah. And she and she even says like, hey, I've sensed like a thousand. I felt this, yeah. Yeah, like, you know, spells going out at once. So why doesn't any of the wizards, not just one, I don't even need um, 
any of them that we we've seen. Just show me one that shows Mordo. Where was Mordo? Yeah, I'm just saying, just just one that is in the same garb that we can recognize. To be like, hey, uh, Doctor Strange wanted me to check in on you guys. Let's go down here. <laughs> yeah, where was Wong? <laughs> yeah, think about this in in Ragnarok. Thor comes to Earth with Loki, and know what Doctor Strange does instantly, or um, not instantly, but almost instantly, puts Loki. Him. Yeah, basically yeah. kidnaps Loki. And it's like, hey, you need to come talk to me because you know you brought. I think I think Doctor villain. Strange has already been doing the multiverse of madness. Yeah, so that's. The- I think I think that already started for him, and I think in the story, that's where he'll connect with. One. That's just my personal say, like opinion. So your so your opinion is it might pay off later in the phase. <laughs> well, we'll see. Interesting. It's, interesting. Don't well, cut that, Max. You better not cut this. But the, <laughs> just remember, the question you asked was about why he didn't show up. Versus, like, why he did show up. But I think, here's, you know, it's just like, you know, you're pontificating again. But that's neither here nor there. Pontificating? No. Sorry. <laughs> me? Who, me? Me? No, I, Not I, I. Just, I, I can't let Wanda off the hook. And I'm, by the way, like, I don't think that's, like, bad for her arc. I'm just saying I didn't like her not apologizing and then Rambeau going, they'll never know what you'll get. You give. I just, I... But how do you apologize for that? Were you going to be like, here's here's some candy. I'm sorry that I kept <laughs> no, 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 no. She, for four days. She's talking days. about being a hero. She's making choices. She finally like comes to her senses, air quotes, that she's controlling these people. She opens up the hex, and then she realizes, oh, I mean, they're going to lose my kids or these people. Fine. Okay, sure. But for Rambo to say that out loud after what Rambo went through... Does that is not Monica Rambeau's character that's been sold to me? Up to you're, this yeah, point. you're 100 right. The the difference is, w- we understand that Wanda would do this. Wanda did do this, right? But Monica literally was like, "No, I'm gonna save Wanda, even though she, I have no reason to save her because she's a person suffering." Monica Rambeau would not hurt a fly to save her mother because she knows that's not what her mother wants, and that's not in character. Max is 100 right. I, and, and I, honestly, it goes against the arc that they set for Monica Rambeau up to this point. I was I was going to the weeds, not where they sent. I'm going to say well, it let me Let me grab my weed whacker. <laughs> <laughs> what, Let's go. Okay, here's, a, here's a big what if. Um, what if, you know, what we see at the ep- end of episode eight that goes into episode nine where she's like, now her kids are being held captive by Agnes. What if Agnes is, it found a way to mind control her and this is all still her and now Agatha's hex? Wild, because Agatha's <laughs> what? <laughs> Probably not, because that I think I think that's going back to the the start of the season. We we as a whole fandom again blew everything out of proportion because no, yeah I, they lit hang on because they littered the series with with Easter eggs. So of course we're gonna you know dive deep into stuff, but I don't think it's that convoluted. I think it's more straightforward. As we'll probably see if we, you know, give this a month not watching it and watch it later. I think it's I Mark, I still think it was fun. Yeah. I, I I will hold to that. That that's oh, where I loved Marvel it. Yeah, that's where Marvel nailed this. I loved the sweat week to week. The sweat. And it's it's the same <laughs> I when Isaac he was over at my house today, we had dinner together, and when he he's like, you know, ironically, you and AJ kind of called it. This ending was similar to Lost's ending. <laughs> he's like, it was not a satisfying ending to a lot of people. And a lot of questions weren't answered. And I was like, dang, See, you know what's, that sucks. what's wild, though? <laughs> and I don't think I said in that episode. I actually didn't mind the ending to Lost. So it's oh, like, you should have. I didn't know that. Yeah, so, you like, should've. you know, I didn't mind the ending to this. So it's like, maybe that's I my love, mind's I different. love the ending to Lost. I love it. I still defend it to this day. I think it's great. I, th- I think 
it made complete sense in the context of that show. Kelly, I hope you like that we talked about Lost again in another WandaVision. She episode. loves it. I know she loves that. Let's. Uh, one character we did not talk about was Agatha Harkness, and I want to talk about her overall arc here because I, I, are we all in agreement that Catherine Hahn just absolutely oh, nailed this it? Six out of she six? nailed it. Yeah. When does she not though? Yeah, Catherine. Yeah, I mean Catherine fantastic. Hahn is an up and comer. After this is how I look. At. I mean I don't know how old she is, but like she's like almost fifty. <laughs> she's been around what dog. is she in? What is she in outside of Step Brothers? She's and in a, that, and, and she's in a bunch of like rom coms. Uh, see, I yeah. see her Wicked. in a more dramatic role. Maybe that's go, what I'm saying. Go, yeah, you should get, like no joke. What Isaac said is true. It's like she's in a ton she's in a ton of and rom coms. Ton of rom coms. Go to her IMDb. She's she's she's, a, a, she's the female Paul Rudd. Yeah, she's hilarious. Yeah, she's funny. Yeah, I, I apparently have not seen as much of her as I should have because I've I've been floored at her and Tiona Paris this season. I think those two have been great. I think, but but I I. Mark, I wrote this down. I said, even though she wasn't like bothered or worked by Mephisto or Nightmare so far, that could change later. I know you, Mark, you're big, really passionate about that. I, <laughs> I just would say, oh, she's gonna come back. Like, I, oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's like, a given. Course, that's a given. Props to Marvel for not killing off an important character. Think, Good job. Yes, I, I wrote that down too. I can't imagine Robbie. I, I, I can't imagine how ro- excited Robbie was about that. Robbie always rips that. I bet he was super geeked about yeah, it. Yeah, because that's what DC does. Again, you guys don't understand. We watch the same movies, but we don't get it. Um, <laughs> you don't. I thought she was. I thought she was phenomenal, Mark. And I, I I'm really, even though she didn't have Mephisto or Nightmare, and I know every week you and I were talking about it. <laughs> Mephisto's back on the table, boys. <laughs> I thought it was fine that it was just her. I really did. I I thought that was okay, and I. This was one of those answers that I was like, man, it wasn't what I thought, but I actually liked it. I thought it worked out, and I liked the idea that. She was trying to absorb the chaos magic and in her mind, taking it from somebody who didn't deserve it. What did you think of that, Mark? I'm all about it. Like, I, I kind of thought, it's like, what the, what what she want to do with that power? What was her what was her plans? And just going back to like seeing her origin story, it's like I'm st- I would still be on the train that somehow Dormammu is involved just with the purple magic involved. I agree. Um, Or whatever dark realm that might also use purple magic so it's like I, I just feel like again yeah you didn't tie off her you know her arc and i'm glad they didn't kill her off because there's so much more you can tell with that character i get strong loki vibes from her that's another thing i wrote down just like i think she's going to be a fan favorite that like they're going to have to write into the series of the mcu moving forward isaac what do you think of agatha did you enjoy the fight with her and wanda oh yeah actually that was probably one of the highlights of of this last episode the fight was great um katherine hahn is amazing i've been saying that this whole season it was Agatha all along is still a song that goes in my head like throughout the day. Uh, yeah, six out of six. I will absolutely consume any media that she is in moving forward in the MCU. Mark, interesting point that you made, I believe, last week or the previous week about the music uh, selection with the notes that they selected for its Agatha all along. The composer actually came out. The composers came out and talked about it. And talked about how they were intentional in choosing that. So not only did you dig into the weeds and find that out, the composers confirmed that you were correct on that. And also, I'd like to give credit, it's the composers from Frozen that did that song. Oh, nice. So that's why it's such a hit. Wow. That's why. Makes total sense. Yeah. I, I seriously, those guys are great. Banger. Jarrett, what did you think of the, select, of the idea that... Sorry, let me start that over. <clears throat> Jarrett, what did you think of the idea that the runes were the way that Wanda was going to beat her? Did you buy... 
that Wanda learned that magic uh, way of executing things, way of casting spells, did you buy that that was a sufficient answer to defeat Agatha? I think it was cool because like the whole critique that Agatha had of her was like, you're not deserving of this power. You didn't earn it and you definitely didn't learn about any of this. And so her like coming around and fulfilling that was kind of cool. It left so many questions when she pulled down the hex because it's like, okay, the rune magic is gone. What's going on now? Um, One thing that I'll say, and and we talked on a little bit is like her arc and her story. She was a more believable villain than Hayward was. Because she's like, no, 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 you're the Scarlet Witch. Like, if you don't let me absorb this power, if you don't give this to somebody who can control it, somebody who's earned this right, you're going to bring about the end of all existence, right? Like, that's a villain that you can get behind because it's like, absolutely, I don't agree with your methods, but I understand why you're trying to do what you're doing. Yeah, I agree. Strong, strong uh, Thanos, Thanos Endgame vibes. But I I think her character is going to be a fan favorite like Loki. I... I think people are going to love her. I, I don't know how they, they're they going to work their tail off to bring her back, I think, really quickly. I mean, it's not like like she put a hex on her. It's not like she's a witch. She's going to get out of it. It's it's a given that she's going to be in the future. But I'm yeah, I'm excited for it. But Mordo, Mordo left for a long time from Doctor Strange. We haven't seen him in a while. We haven't seen a lot of characters that were villains that people liked that are that haven't come back yet. I just think and, I, and we didn't see if the bunny was taken. So if that's Agatha's familiar, she's, she's going to get out. Mark, do you think she could come back as early as Doctor Strange? Oh, why not? Maybe she comes back. Maybe they go get her because they need her help with something. Because, I mean, obviously in the comics, yeah, in the comics, she is kind of a anti-hero type of character. Like she does things for her own, you know, for her own reasons. So that means sometimes but she's, she's in she's in the Scarlet but... Witch's camp, right? Like yeah, she's exactly. in her genre of character, right? Yeah, they literally said, yeah, they literally foreshadowed that because she said, "You're gonna need yes, me very exactly. soon," and she's like, "I know where I'm gonna find." Like they literally told yeah, us for that sure. was happening. And the piggyback on all that, if like you know, what my beautiful wife and Kelly and I have talked about is, I think the Scarlet Witch is going to be the big bad villain leading up, and know who's going to probably know the more about the Scarlet Witch is probably going to be Agatha because she had the Darkhold for so long. So she probably knows all about the Dark or about Scarlet Witch. So probably, you know, Dr. Strange is involved. He's probably going to be have to go to her to be like, hey, we need your help to like neutralize her. Dude, you're you're like you must see in my show notes because like that was literally the next place I was going. Mark, can I borrow your tinfoil hat just real quick? <laughs> um, it doesn't work for AI. <laughs> I gotcha. Okay. <laughs> My theory is, and, and I would love if this was true. Um, can we get Avengers disassembled? Can that be the next Avengers movie? I texted Jarrett this one month ago. Yeah, dude. That this is happening. Yeah, dude. I, I would put I've a small fortune this that train. this is happening. And didn't they announce on Friday that we're getting uh, the Mutants like movie? That's a, that's a rumor from the Illuminard. So, like, if that's true... So now that Mark Avengers brought it up, even though I wanted to talk about it on another episode, I will put that link in the show notes if you want to check that out. Go ahead, Mark. Well, I'm just saying that, like, just what Jared's saying, maybe the Avengers 4 is... Um, disassembled. House, or not, not... Oh, you're right. Yeah, it would be disassembled. Or maybe it leads out up to, like, a House of... Or, um, yeah, or M-Day type of, of episode. Mm-hmm. Or not episode, like, movie. 
that brings in the mutants. I think, Jarrett, a great, compelling storyline for Avengers 4, as of now, with the information we have now, is Scarlet Witch either kills or removes the current Avengers, and then mm-hmm. the young Avengers have to go fight her. Um, yeah. Or they have to execute some task. And well, maybe sure they that- enlist the help of Kang, or maybe they're going against oh. Kang, but there's a Sorry, reason Iron that they're, they're off the board, right? And I think... Iron Lad is what you're looking for. Sorry, yes, Iron Lad. I I think it would be great, absolutely amazing. It's sad for the character, but in regards to comics, would hold a lot of depth, especially since he's getting a series. I think she's got to kill Hawkeye. I I just don't know how that doesn't happen. Trying to make Jared cry. (laughs) No, that's. I mean, it's comic book accurate. I would hate to see it, but it's comic book accurate. It has to happen. (laughs) Who did she connect with first in Age of Ultron, Jared? Yeah, true. True. Hawkeye. That was her connection. She connected with Wanda, or he connected with Wanda. He did not connect with Scarlet Witch. If 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 what we're getting from Agatha is where Scarlet Witch is like its own thing. And like consumes Wanda. Um, actually, guys, that was Wanda. That was not the Scarlet Witch. <laughs> Z- Infinity Bro Zane's back. Zane, how you doing? <laughs> Zane, there you are. Sorry, guys. I was just getting Taco Bell and I got a Baja Blast with it. And I Googled everything about the WandaVision finale. And let me tell you. <laughs> hey, Max, remember to edit this out. Hey, future Max, edit this out. Hey, what did Max, you to future Max to the future Mark? Edit this out. <laughs> future Mark, if you can send us what happens at the end of Phase Four, so we can know. <laughs> who <laughs> Iron Man comes back. Uh, I think House of M could bring everybody back, or like, I just think there's something reality warping coming down the line for the entire globe. And what gives you that, that just would be fascinating. And I don't know how you do that. Let's talk about this. The dark hold. We found out that sh- the book was the dark hold. D- does this mean a- agents of shield? It means nothing. Yeah, dude, it does. I think it does. I think this is Feige's yeah. middle finger to that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think so too. Unfortunately, this does mean though that we might get werewolf by night in moon Knight. Well, and it also frees up <laughs> ghost rider to do what they need to do. Oh, I love it. Oh, I love it. They they don't have to be tied to that ghost. It makes me anymore. just like a tiny bit sad because Agents of Shield had some good parts with the Darkhold and with Ghost Rider and Robbie Reyes. The Ant Man in the series finale. Yeah. So that makes me a little sad, but just overall, I'm not really that sad about it. Mark, you've been watching it. What are your thoughts? I don't know. Maybe there's some loophole way that he'll finagle it out of that or it's just being retconned i don't know are you just like not able to accept something like are is this your way of processing this grief because like anytime i ask you what you think of something you're like well they'll, they'll work it out well what else am i daddy say? daddy like, feige will figure it out <laughs> hey, daddy feige what do you want me to say it? feige screwed up and needs to needs to write an apology letter to all of us is that you what just you see want Mark holding his hand, his little his little hand out to, to feige who drops a little quarter daddy fix it, it. daddy <laughs> Did they fix it now? What do you want me to say? Like, I want you to. You want I want to you like to put your angry? foot in the sand and say what you think. 
I am telling you, it's like I'm getting good content. I just wanted, I just got to put good energy out into the universe to keep you just Mr. Positive. All of a sudden, it's weird. It's weird seeing all the positive. I'm sorry. Yeah, and it's not weird seeing you angry at stuff that you're not grateful for. I knew too coming on this that I was gonna, I told Isaac I said I'm gonna be negative and either Mark's gonna be negative with me or he's gonna be super positive. I thought you'd be more negative though, Mark. There's no way. There's no way Mark was along with the ride for you. Hey, hey if we would have recorded this Friday night, you would have got negative. Mark. <laughs> but you gave me a whole day to sit on this, watch it again, and I'm and I'm fine. What with I really it. think happens is is Mark hears what Max has to say and immediately is just the opposite of whatever Max says. So. If if Max was positive, Mark would have been negative about this show, but he that that didn't work out that well. So it's the law of the infinity, bros. The anti Max. In the same way I was, if Max was positive, there'd be nothing. <laughs> Two more questions, and then we. <laughs> Your theory's flawed. <laughs> Your theory. Oh no no no! I have a theory. What you have is don't worry. Phase four still is happening. That's what you have. Phase four is still happening. Iron Man like could you imagine if Iron Man was nine episodes the first Iron Man and you had to be like um so like <laughs> does Obadiah come back he's yeah, gotta come you, back yeah, right I can play this game too what if I was Iron Man huh can you imagine let's just play that game let's just imagine crazy things go definitely, for it definitely you would not sacrifice your life to save the universe if I was an actor playing even, a character, you won't I would even kiss somebody to save the universe. So Mark, you're definitely I'm not, not kissing you on the lips. Mark, I don't care how big of a crush you have on me. I'm not kissing you on the lips, and I'm not editing this out because I want people to hear it. Oh, good, because you shouldn't edit this part out either. Where the vision that came to future me Max, is... edit this part out. <laughs> that you that we had to to save the universe. This is 2019, and then you let 2020 happen because you don't have the guts. <laughs> You know what you should do? You should just bleep all this and make it sound like we just cussed straight through. For I know five we minutes. need to we need to find like a way to every time yeah. somebody cusses on this show, it's like Zane just going. Well, actually, you know, we need just like something. Like that <laughs> yeah, this is like super. <laughs> oh man. Um, a couple questions to end our time before we head to the top five. Was this ending satisfying, Isaac? We'll start with you. I'm gonna say yes overall. I had a lot of gripes with it, but overall, I think it was a satisfying ending. Mark. Yeah, I'm, I'm still on that same boat. I think it was satisfying. I mean, with our end credits scene, we get the scroll uh, with Monica and pointing up to like, she probably wants her to talk with, or Nick Fury wants to talk with her. Yeah, uh, is it Nick Fury or Talos, I guess, is the question. Ah, uh, it's probably, I Nick. mean, it's gotta be Nick. It's gotta be Nick Fury. That's, I'd put my money on that. Um, because, and then with, you know, seeing Wanda in her cabin in the mountains, obviously she's able to, you know. Awake. She's awake reading the Dark Hold. Yeah. So That's like, crazy. Well, and we're supposed to be, and we were told by Agatha that she's more powerful than the Sorcerer Supreme. So, of course, she can do that. We all knew that, though, going into it. Yeah, of, of course. But, uh, I, yeah, overall, I think, I know people are going to have gripes that, you know, stuff wasn't closed and tightly knit and gifted to them as they wanted to. But I'm gonna keep harping on this. If I don't they know who those people that, are because that's not me. If they wouldn't have done that, you, I just feel like the hype would be lost for them in further projects. Yes, I would have loved to see photon. Fo, I mean, my, my bad. They're not calling her photon. Um, I think Rambo. they might, dude. I they think might. they might. It's it, because so like when we go to Shield, we see it's you know her mom. I, f- I forget her mom's first name. Um, 
but it's you know mom's Maria name. Maria you know photon Rambo so she might I th- take I think that she name. might take photon just to after I don't know like she had the different color eyes I thought I saw that online that that might be a reference to her being spectrum so I don't know we'll see because her eyes were blue the first time we saw him change, and then they were purple, yep. right, when she grabbed yep. and then they the were yellow. And then they and, were yellow. Yeah, and, yeah, yellow. So, very possible that she might be Spectrum, so. I think the ending for Wanda and Vision was satisfying. I think for other characters, it was lackluster, but for the show overall, I will accept it for what it is. I have my gripes of the series, of the series finale, as they called it, but I still feel like the ending was... At least for Wanda was satisfying. I have ticky tack things, and I the episode itself was not good. Is how I look at it. I gotta jump in for a second. I'm sorry, but with Hayward, I wish he was the one who died in this. Because it's like, what else are you gonna set up for him? Thunderbolt. Right? Thunderbolt. Okay. Th- wow, <laughs> wow, that's a call. <laughs> I like it. I like. I actually like that. Like why not? Thunderbolts, like he, maybe he's maybe one Falcon and the Winter Soldier later. I don't off. I don't. Know. I kind of love that actually. Like what else does he have to offer? Like he has no resources at this point. So like what can he even do? He's he doesn't have superpowers. Exactly. Obviously he's saying, not like, that he, smart. He just he literally just had swords resources and that was it. But he was super sad because for five years <laughs> he was the only one that was there when the other half was snapped away. He was so oh, sad. Forty nine point nine 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 nine. Percent of people were also there. He doesn't get to be the only one that bitches about it. Actually, I mean, I'm sure that'd be very traumatic to happen to live through that. But you know, whatever. Yeah, you're right. But yeah, there's other things that are traumatic <laughs> that you've been dismissing. But okay, Mark. What Jared, was things? the ending satisfying? Yeah, now, no, 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 no. <laughs> no now we're you're not going to lay a bomb like that on me and just go right to Jared. But let's go to Jared. All right, Jared, go ahead. <laughs> I love. Yes, I love that you did that. That's so funny. Um. I have just one new thing to add. Obviously, like, we can nitpick, but overall, I was pretty satisfied. The one thing that, like, Christian and I both felt really kind of weirdly uncomfortable with is she just left her kids. Um, That felt so weird because you could stay with Vision and the kids as they go. But she just totally was like, nah, I'm out of here. (laughs) I'm going downstairs. See you guys. Mark, you need to unmute Um, yourself because I can't unmute you. (laughs) You're (laughs) muted right now. Other than that, yeah, I was satisfied. (laughs) Mark, I muted you. And I don't know how to unmute you. <laughs> Mark, come back to us. This is my dream come true. I can't hear him. <laughs> it's amazing. So why do you unmute me? I couldn't. It wouldn't yeah. let me. It didn't say unmute. And I didn't want to. Go ahead. All right. Mark. The, 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 just say what Jarrett said. Like, yeah, why didn't she stay in there with them? But she does say, like, I don't know if this is just me over or not, you know, trying to not simplify it and like go way off into the weeds again. She tells him. Thank you for choosing me as your mom. So, like, that could just be a term of endearment. Or yeah, it that could seems, have more to it. seems like a weird thing to tell your kids when you're seeing them for the last time. Also, yeah, yeah super uh, Jarrett, same boat. If I were Vision or Wanda, I would be bawling my eyes out. And she's just, like, got this mm-hmm. nice smile on and maybe, like, one tear roll down her cheek. And then they're like, okay, bye, children. <laughs> oh, let's stop. Let's stop acting like Wanda was a good parent in this. She sucked. Oh, no. Parent. Yeah. Yeah. She's not a good parent. But Wanda's well, abysmal. Only four as a days on the job or four or six days on the job. What do you yeah, expect? exactly. <laughs> she's she's horrible. She She's down there with Scott Lang before he gets powers. Um, Tony's parents. I just think she's a bad parent. 
and I don't I I don't care for her arc that she was a bad parent, but like I I don't the, the idea that she would cry over that Isaac is ridiculous to me. <laughs> Given what I, mean, I saw. What they set up is that she is sacrificing that as she's leaving. So that's why I'm like, okay, is it a sacrifice? Or? Max, you'll never know what she gave up. <laughs> yeah. You'll never you'll never know. I'll never know what she gave up until we get to another phase four episode. Then we'll know she gave up nothing. <laughs> um, did the hype for the fights of Vision and Agnes live up to your hype? Um, Mark, did the hype live up to the fights? Did the fight, sorry, did the fights live up to the hype? Forgive me. <laughs> um, I guess, yes. Like, I, I guess I really wasn't, expecting a giant fight which we kind of got like i expected a um man i I don't think i really expected too much but i was excited for what we got we get a vision on vision fight which i wanted like i think we might have predicted that they were gonna something was gonna happen they were gonna join bodies and become whatever wonder man that you wanted (laughs) or um, or Steve Williams, <laughs> Simon, Simon, it wasn't Williams. Si- Simon Williams. It wasn't necessarily that I wanted it. It's just that I was predicting it. Yeah, um, I was kind of expecting a more bloody. F- I guess I come. You know, <laughs> I said I was expecting more of a bloody fight between Agnes and, I mean, Agatha and Wanda. Like I was kind of like a more brutal fight is kind of maybe what I was expecting between them. But overall, still satisfied. I would say that, like, her mental manipulation when she put her in, like, her literal worst nightmare of her getting killed at the stake by her, like, undead witches was probably not pulling punches. That was something. This is tricky for us. So for those that don't know on this show, we are Christians. So I think the topic of witchcraft can be a little touchy to some people, not to Mark. He dabbles in that. Oh, uh, well, not to him like that. (laughs) Well, apparently you you know about, like, all these, like, bunny, like, how the bunny rolls and stuff are. Well, Kelly and I talked about, the, hey, just because you have knowledge of it doesn't mean you dab <laughs> Like, practice it. That's the real term. Um, Sorry, thank you. Thank you for correcting the correct verbiage. Do Christian families that let their kids watch Lord of the Rings and Chronicles of Narnia let them watch this if they don't let them watch Harry Potter? No, definitely not if they don't let them watch Harry Potter. I, I will say this. For my, like, for my little son, not, not right now, I'll tell you that. He ain't watching this right now. Yeah, absolutely. I, I I just I I actually thought the witchcraft stuff was 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 okay. I thought it was tame. I didn't think it was too deep into the weeds on that. I think they honored like honor is a tricky word. I think they pay homage to like the idea of like how witchcraft works in some. Oh, in, like, they didn't just pay things. homage. They did legit studying and got for pretty sure close to this stuff. So like, yeah, I think I think in that sense, if you are somebody who like, wants to see that stuff being. Yeah, I agree. I'm saying if you if you're somebody that thinks this needs to be accurate, air quotes. I don't know from what source you would articulate that needs to be accurate from. But if that's where you're sitting, I think you're going to be satisfied with this. If you're a Christian, I personally would say have a discussion with your kids about it. Understand what you're going into, but this this is a show about grief, which is an amazing conversation and opportunity in my opinion to have with your kids. I'm a firm believer Outside of crazy, crazy things on on either side of the spectrum, as long as you feel you can have a delicate conversation with your child, that's a win in my opinion as a parent. 
Um, I'm not going to say regardless of the content because there obviously is certain content that is too much. But in this case, I think the conversation of grief is huge that our society does not touch on too much. So I just wanted to add that point. Isaac or Jarrett, would you add on to that? Uh, yeah, actually. <clears throat> so you mentioned it before, uh, Max, about you know the trauma that she has brought onto all these people and she doesn't really apologize for it. I think that's because, I mean, if you're if you're looking at grief um, that we've been talking about here, she's not done grieving. Uh, I think she's going to continue grieving. They kind of give you the illusion that she's accepted um, the loss when when they like make her give up her kids and vision at the end there, but she doesn't apologize. Then she goes off and she is apparently looking for her children, you know, in the dark hold, or at least has some form of, of maybe not communication, but knowledge of, of that they're still around. So she's not done grieving. Like she's, she's got a ways to go. And that's why I'm leaning towards she's going to be some kind of villain in Doctor Strange 2. Maybe come back to the light at some point, but she is not done grieving. Obviously, like, if this is something that you're uncomfortable with, practice, you know, practical discernment. Um, feel it out maybe a little bit before you show your kids. But I do think this is one where, like, if your children are older and more comfortable with this, have these conversations about grief. And that it's normal and that, like, it's not going to look pretty. And sometimes you're going to make selfish and stupid decisions and you're going to hurt people in your grief. And, like, understand that these are things that you have to go through that you have to figure out. Um, yeah, no, I, I, I agree. And, Mark, you're making a great point. If you're watching Lord of the Rings and Narnia and you're not cool with this, check yourself because that ain't right. I never understood that. Going to the Christian college I went to, or we all went to at one point, um, (laughs) where I would like, because, you know, I definitely came not into more of a, I I always say a hardcore lifestyle in the Christian life as some, you know, people had, where they're like, oh, our family, parents didn't let me watch Harry Potter, but then they'd be like, oh, big Lord of the Rings and Chronicles of Narnia fan. I'm like, what? They have... They have excuse wizards me? and spells, so like, excuse me, why? Because one has a Christian writer, it's okay. I completely agree. <laughs> I think that's a great point, and it's something that the that Christians who are critis who are critical of those things need to discuss. Last last question: Is the MCU better or worse after this, Mark? Well, I mean, if I drink all the max juice possible, I'd probably say worse. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> at the end of the day, I'll give you, yes, you are right. They're, like, yes. I know you and Isaac definitely were like, we needed longer episodes. And I, yes, we've got longer episodes. We would get better character arcs. However, I think for the overall arcing for Disney, Marvel, and the MCU, I think the show made it better because it, it's like a stepping off point. So what they can learn from their mistakes, what they did here, and be better down the road. I think for the first time ever, it could be worse. Um, I'm going to say it's better out of caution because Mark makes a very fair point. I need to see a couple more movies and see where this arc is going before I make that final call. So I'll say it's better today, but I will say I will caution listeners. I think it could be worse, and I will revisit that down the line if these answers are It could never be as worse as the original Justice League. (laughs) That is is the staple for bad. In modern in modern superhero telling stories, I don't know. I for me, that's a great point. I there's a lot of movies we could throw in there. Fan Fantastic, clearly, 
No, no, no. We're not going to involve the Fox stuff. It's either it's DC and the good. Oh, okay. Sorry. I didn't realize those are the rules we were playing by. Sorry. Those are the rules. I'm sorry you didn't uh, read the memo. Letter, <laughs> he did, yes. Send the memo to me digitally, not by fax. I mean, I know time. you were you were not really coherent at our meeting that we have every week. That's Suicide Squad? Hey, that won an award before any Marvel movie did. So. <laughs> Gosh, Mark, Mark always Yikes. just anytime. Anytime that movie gets brought up, I just feel like this stab in the back of my back, and it's Mark who switched sides. And he's like, ah, I opened DC. up a portal with my with my ring and stab Max with, the, with a knife that won't kill him, but he'll feel the full effects of a stab in the back. Oh gosh, Isaac, is the MCU worse or better after that? I think it's better for sure. It was a quality show, and it was different from all the other MCU content that we've been getting. This got people interested that don't like superhero stuff uh, and i think that's something that marvel needs to consider moving forward um so i definitely think it's better yeah it's better um i think it did a lot of things and it opened a lot of doors that'll pay off down the road um and if nothing else we got a boner joke out of this guys <laughs> a boner joke in the mcu the mcu is not better for that <laughs> the mcu is not better who'd have thought let's head over to the top five the we're going in three infinity bros Top five. One. List. Starts now. Every episode, we like to close out our show with a top five water cooler discussion, talking about the things uh, that were relevant to us that week. Obviously, this week, it is WandaVision. So we're going to do our top five WandaVision moments, starting with number five. Mark, we'll start with you. Uh, My number five is for moments is when um i think it's when monica and starts you know confronting hayward i think this is i'm getting this right um and hayward you know starts labeling all the characters and then like who's the sassy best friend and it's you know then woo talks that Love moment that. that's my, so good it's my number five loved it he's great he's so funny jerry uh, jerry go ahead uh, my number five is the ship of Theseus conversation that Vision has with Vision. I thought that was absolutely incredible. Technically, Vision is uh, the labels that they had him was Hex Vision is Vision. Outside of Hex is the Vision. Oh wow, I didn't know that. Okay, that and and even Betney is credited as Vision and the Vision on IMDb and oh, wow. in the credits on the credits he was credited as that. As I well. got it back up when you said that. So in the Hex, it's just Vision. Outside the hex is the vision, because that's how they refer to him. Because okay. that's what the yeah. Avengers vision yeah. is called, the vision. There you go. Okay. Thank you. Isaac, number five. My number five is also the ship of Theseus. I just thought that was a really cool, uh, profound moment where they were battling and like duking it out, and all of a sudden they just stop, and it's silent, and they're in a library. It's. I, I just thought it was a really cool moment, and it made sense as to why they stopped, and I feel like that that could have gone wrong. Like, I think it could have been lame if they just stopped and didn't have the dialogue that they did. Uh, so I thought that movement was just really cool. So that's my number five. Yeah. Could you imagine if they stopped and talked about their mother's names? That would be oh horrible. Gosh, that would, I can't even imagine, dude. Will you will you elaborate on that? <laughs> will you elaborate? <laughs> <laughs> My, 
My number five is Monica gets thrown out of the hex. And I'm going to actually, because there's two moments of this. They show it in episode three and four. I'm going to do the episode three one because that's the first time we kind of get that scene outside of the hex. And she said it was Wanda. I just thought that was a really great moment. It really set us up because, you know, it set us up for the rest of the show is going to be. And it was a great introduction to Monica Rambeau. So that's my number five. Mark, number four. My number four is when we get to see um, Wanda look at Vision and it's dead Vision. Oh my gosh. was like equally terrified and like, of course, like when her guard's down, she's going to see this. So that was my, my four. That was jarring. Um, And, and that fed into the hype that we all, you know, gobbled up where it's like, she reassembled. And this is she's like, puppeting this is what his he looks dead, like yeah. When she doesn't have a spell on him, was that more jarring, or was it when Fietro or Ralph Boner was like, that? <laughs> which was more jarring? The vision, uh, vision was, I think, yeah, yeah, yeah. I got more, I, I got more jump scared by the Fietro one because I didn't expect it, but yeah, I, I agree that one was more jarring. Um, number four, Jared. Yeah, number four was, and this is bittersweet, obviously, because the payoff was. A boner joke. Um, when we saw Fiatro at the end of that episode. Episode four. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, that was my number. Isaac. Four. My number four is when Wanda becomes the Scarlet Witch. So we see the the runes appear. She gets her magic back. And then she like, like the costume manifests on her. I thought that was a really cool moment. It's like, oh, wow. Like she, I don't even, I don't remember. I mean, we had, they had talked about the Scarlet Witch before, but it was just like, you saw it and you're like, wow, she's the Scarlet Witch. Like there wasn't any more question about it. If there was before, I mean, we all knew she was, but it was just a really cool moment that I really enjoyed. Number four for me is when Wanda expanded the hex. She saves vision. We get to really see the two twins powers conveyed. She shoots Fietro, who was at the time. And we see the sword agents turn to clowns. It was wild. (laughs) And it was like, where did Darcy go? It's like, I just thought that was a really great moment. And I think for me, when I'm picking these moments, I'm picking the feeling I got out of them and the excitement level it brought. And I think that just really set it up for me with Wanda. Number three, Mark. Mine was uh, the the first appearance of Pietro at the end of the the fourth episode, right? Yep. Same thing as Jarrett, yeah. Just, yeah, this the... I. I knew it was eventually he was going to show up, but just, yeah, just kind of like what you're saying, just exciting to see that. I still am upset that I had that spoiled for me, but it is what it is. Jarrett, number three. Um, Number three was It Was Agatha All Along. Yes. That song was catchy as heck, and I love that whole moment. Catherine Hahn sang it, too. Yeah, that's amazing. It's so good. Number three, Isaac. My number three is the Pietro uh, reveal as well. It was just, that was, I think out of the whole show, that was the most mic dropping moment for me. Like, I think I literally jumped up off of my couch and was like freaking out at that point. I even, even though the payoff wasn't great, that moment was the moment in this show that I was most excited about watching it for the first time. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I I can't give put it on my list just because of how that, it paid off. Yeah, yeah. 
that's the only that. reason but it's not on my th- list. Like, I, if it did it pay would, off, this yeah. might be number one on my list. But I think so too. That's what I was just going to say. If it had paid off, it probably right, would have been exactly. Number one but me. yeah, it, it's definitely um, still for it still to happen. So yeah, you're right. We, we could pay off, Mark. You're absolutely right. <laughs> yep, so could. Trust Daddy Feige. <laughs> Maybe we'll get to know Ant Man's wife a little better, ex-wife a little more too in Phase Four. Um, number three for me is Monica Rambeau's backstory, specifically when she comes back from the snap and the blip. I thought that was great. I loved learning her history. I am such a Monica Rambeau fan. I can't wait to buy a Funko Pop oh of her. Thanks. I need. We need. I'm sorry. I've never done this in in our top five, but this is one thing I like. When I was rewatching this with that snap part. There's a person who snaps back into a bed, which I think kind of was, you know, what people thought like, hey, if you're up in the air and you got snapped, then you would snap back up in the air. But I think you snap back into the spot you were in. So that person was last in that bed. So they snap back into that bed. So if you're in a plane, you probably snap back into the plane. Feige has said that Hulk was smart enough to not let that happen. So he's officially he's officially dismissed it, Mark. Okay, good. I don't I'm not. I know. I know you're, but I appreciate your concern for fictional characters and planes. Well, that that was like that's a terrifying concept. I agree. Saying. That would suck. <laughs> okay. No, no <laughs> doubt in my mind. With the luck I've had in my life, I'm one of those people. <laughs> no question in my mind. I'm getting. Yeah, buddy. No question. It's me and Zane side by side. <laughs> Going to Comic Con together. Zane missed the flight. He's sleeping in his bed. Number two, uh, Mark. Uh, my number two is uh, Agatha all along. I think that was for me like a. Like, when that happened, I was just, like, jaw-dropped, like, what? I thought it was Mephisto, or Nightmare. (laughs) It can't be. Impossible. Oh, man. Uh, Jarrett, number two. Just before that, though, the the best part about that, though, was, like, we knew it was coming, and it still landed so well. All of us knew. Like, we all knew it was coming. It was Pikachu meme all day long. (laughs) (laughs) What? Um, My number two is the conversation that they have when Wanda is trading her, quote-unquote, happy ending. Um, and, and it's more visions line when he says, you know, I was a voice without a body. I was a body, but not human. And then I was, I can't remember what the last bit of that, but I thought that was a really cool moment. He was, that they he was the Trinity. Yeah. He made another Trinity parallel. Yep. And in age of Ultron, he says, um, I am he like the, the, the Messiah parallels are insane. Yeah. It's wild. I'm not speaking to whether I like it or not. I'm just saying eh, it is. It, it's just it's that that's the way they've chosen to write this character. Isaac, number two. My number two is it was Agatha all along. That was a bop. It's still in my head. It's on iTunes, people. So go download it. It's amazing. Listen to it on repeat. Still. It's the best. Yeah, I, I missed it. I if I still like my list, but you're making a, you guys are making a case for me to put it on my <laughs> list, but I'm going to still say no. Uh, number two for me is Wanda becomes a Scarlet Witch, just like you said, Isaac. I think if we, you had told me at the beginning of the series that was going to happen, I would have been pretty pumped for it. But after the journey we had specifically with just Wanda as a character, I thoroughly enjoyed that moment. Watching her triumph over Agatha was a very exciting triumph for a hero. Thoroughly enjoyed that moment. I agree with you, Isaac. That was awesome. And the number one moment from WandaVision for you, Mark. My number one was the boner joke. <laughs> it was <laughs> uh, my number one. We have for the Infinity Bros podcast. We love you three thousand. Alexa, keep playing wackety sax. I'm I'm upset three thousand. <laughs> my number one is the scene in episode eight 
where it's the the uh, Wanda and Vision like discussion or however you want to call it where it's the post or would be post Ultron before Civil War. Correct. So that whole that whole sequence is that's my number one moment of WandaVision. The quote you're looking for is what is love if not persevering? I'm just going to jump in line. That is also my number yeah. one too, Mark. I'll let you take I, it away. You have everything. I I said it I said it last episode. This is this is one of the best moments in the MCU to me. I thoroughly loved this scene. I think Paul Bettany and Elizabeth Olsen just acted their chops off in this in this series. I thoroughly love this. This is great. This is it's great writing. I like the memes that are coming from it on Twitter. This is great. This is phenomenal. I I love this scene. It's fantastic. That wow. is also phenomenal. my number one. That is just. I mean, it's a scene that I mean you can look at, and I think everybody that watches that scene is touched by that, whether you like superhero movies or not. That is just a relatable scene, and it's it's a person going through something, and another person trying to comfort that person. And that line is just so profound. I it was an amazing scene, and I I think that is the best moment in WandaVision by far. Wow, now I feel kind of silly. Um, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. My number one is uh, the same line, and um, the line Max was looking for is, what is grief if not love persevering? Sorry, what is um, grief if not love persevering? Forgive me. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, Thank you. It, it, it was the payoff that we needed, and it was absolutely a phenomenal exposition about what it means to lose somebody and, and the feeling that you get from that. Um, I will say, like, again, for such a serious moment, some of the memes that come that are coming out of this are absolutely great. Um, can I share with you my personal favorite? No, I'm kidding. Go for it. Okay. Uh, uh, it is what is a pickle, if not a cucumber, persevering? <laughs> what are what is infinity, if not the bros persevering? Right. <laughs> Isaac, go ahead and plan on tweeting that tomorrow. Just, just <laughs> All, right. All right. Sounds good. You're our new content manager. No, I, I think that's close to an infinity snap, right? I haven't we haven't asked Zane or Robbie, but that that might be a close to an infinity snap of a moment. Um the other thing that I wanted to add and just this is something we forgot to talk about that I realized in my show notes, but the there was obviously content in the commercials we saw throughout the series, but we never got an answer to the inception of that. Does anybody, Mark, do you have any anything in the weeds we can reference for that because like i would assume that's her subconscious talking but that's kind of the best i can do with uh um love persevering stuff i'm talking about the commercials like the, oh, the commercials the strucker um, and and the yo magic and stuff like that well what is it the yeah i think the yo magic one feels unexplained um the strucker well, the yo magic one is is agnes oh that's it's right agnes. that's right but um i yeah i don't know i i have nothing with the weeds because they all just like the Hydrostoke one, like, that's what ties me to, like, the only thing, like, the rest I feel like are all kind of self-explanatory, I guess. I guess, yeah, with the Eomagic part. But the Hydrostoke one is, like, that ties to Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. because they talk about the Hydrostoke, the soap that Hydra makes that makes mind control happen. So, and that's what she's doing, I guess, there. But I, I don't know. I got nothing for that. You, you got me. Come up, come up with something for next week. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Mark, you don't have enough theories. You need to bring more next time. I'm sorry yeah, I failed you, Infinity Bros. Universe. <laughs> no, I, I just that was another thing that I didn't like that I didn't share. That I was just like, I I didn't they didn't get an answer on the commercials. So um how pumped are you guys for Falcon Winter Soldier? 
Absolutely. I'm here yeah, for man. it. I'm ready. I'm pumped for it, and I feel like will we get the same type of hype level we did for WandaVision? Or is like are we gonna like I know we brought this up before, but I think it's just gonna be an action show and there's not gonna be any secrets. There's gonna be Easter eggs, I'm not like Oh, is it Mephisto? Is Mephisto? I don't know, though. I think we're going to get some twists, because Zemo was a really smart villain in Civil War, and I think he can throw some twists at at the guys in Falcon and Winter Soldier, too. So I think he's going to be a a solid villain. I'm excited for it. There are little bits, Mark. There are little bits that the Inhumans are going to get reintroduced in this. Please. Please. So that... Yep, thank you, little bits. So, Mark, I think that's. I think we're going to see connections to that. I do think they're also going to keep teasing things like mutants. So they're just going to just totally get rid of anything that happened event in Agents of Shield. And on top of that, I'm going to be interested to know what the timeline is for this. Like, are we also three weeks into post snap, or are we a month? They will define that. I'm assuming. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm just really excited for when they do. It was backtruck the leaper all along. Um, I'm ready for this. <laughs> Beta Ray Bill. Here we go. Yeah, <laughs> go. yeah I, I'm pretty pumped, but th- this was a great ride. This is a great season. Um, check out WandaVision on Disney Plus. Yeah, I mean, uh, seriously, go watch it. If you haven't watched it and you've listened to this the whole time, you're an absolute. <laughs> uh, um, Infinity Bro Mark, thanks for coming on. I know we fought a lot today, but we fight out of love. And hopefully all of your hopes and dreams will be answered the rest of Phase 4. Thank you. You're welcome. Infinity Bro Isaac, thank you for filling in last second. And, uh, yeah, uh, thanks for coming on, man. It was fun yeah, being with you. absolutely. Awesome. Infinity Bro Jarrett, good to hear from you again, man. The Yeti sounded all right. Thanks. I, uh, I'm glad I used it, actually. Well, thanks for coming on, Jared. It was awesome having you. Mark, Isaac, thanks for coming on, guys. It was great being with you guys. Thank you, Infinity Bros Universe, wherever you listened, however you listened. Thanks for making us part of your weekday or month. As we said at the top of the show, check us out on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You can follow us at theinfinitybros.com. Check out our Discord and Twitch channels. All these links are in our show notes. And as always, we love you guys 3,000. We'll see you later. Bye. Bye! Thanks for tuning in to the Infinity Bros Podcast. You can find the Infinity Bros on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at the Infinity Bros. Feel free to send listener feedback via email at infinitybrospodcast at gmail.com.